0: You can listen to The Vile Files ad-free on Amazon Music. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Vile Files, freestyle edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Allie and Amanda, and our special guest of the day, Susie Evans, how hey. are you? For a moment there, I was like, Susie Evans, yeah. I never, <laughs> it's me. I always forget people's last names in this world. Me
1: too, yeah. oh I know. Actually, I have such a fear of like forgetting everyone's name always. like. I, I might know that person very well, but then I get intimidated as soon as I introduce them to someone else.
0: Are you worse with uh names or faces? People say they're good at faces and bad with names. I'm bad at both I
1: was gonna say I'm bad at both, but I just pretend to know everybody pretty much always because
0: yeah the, uh, good to see you again
1: yeah good to see you yes see you. big fan of that one
0: yeah i I recently picked it up. I don't know <laughs> nice it's been a problem for me. Yeah,
1: or if you just leave it at "good to see you" or "good to see you," you know, good, it's like it doesn't have to be again. It's just good to see it, you. It might be though. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's to see you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it is good to see you all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like the best, the only solution
2: to that is like if you have another friend who you can introduce to everyone, and be like just yes, to verify the, the names,
0: yeah. right? There's always that. Hey, I forgot who they are, but they not really know me. Can you, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> exactly.
1: I it's have like, that conversation before I get out of the car. I'm yeah. like, hey, I need you to be assertive tonight. It's like a Double Wars
3: Prada me. situation where they're like whispering names yes. into her ear. Yes, <laughs> well, exactly. I think
0: people will figure it out with me, though. Like, Nick's always bringing people we don't know and they're always <laughs> introducing <laughs> themselves to us.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Nick's just be like, oh,
0: yeah, sure, for but sure.
2: If I'm 95% sure I know someone's name, that 5% is terrifying. Exactly. It is yeah. so high yeah. stakes to fuck up a name.
0: It's, yeah, oh, I. No. It's if, even if I'm 99% sure, it's that 1% that really psychs sucks me out.
2: 100%. I feel like I'll never live it down. It's like in my head it's like yeah. this like if you mess up someone's name that will be like a permanent tarnish. Like when oh, I was like, yeah. "Oh, and
0: Susie Irvine
4: joins us." Like <laughs> yeah. I almost I almost oh, yeah. like
0: decided to like just mix it up because I wasn't <laughs> in, like 100% sure. Yeah. Oh, that's I great. I love that. Well, it's good to be with you. Uh, I feel like we have some catching up to do. Okay. Uh, before we do that, should we do some bachelor tea? Absolutely. I feel like it's a, it's a longer mm. list this week. Well, you're or,
3: on my list and I always like when you're on my list cause I can get it from the source. Great. Oh, can yeah. you walk me through <laughs> the people's choice awards? You and Johnny, not only did you sit at the same table, <gasps> yeah. you were in a trailer together. We had some selfies. We were in a trailer oh, together.
0: Wow. It was a delightful. Walk
3: me through this.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I hosted the, uh, red carpet for E and, uh, I saw Johnny coming down the carpet, I said hi to him and he gave me a you know, kind (laughs) of like, I was like, what's up Johnny? And um, got to see him. I had met him before. So it was the second time I've seen him. And then um, I had to finish up, Nally went in and she's like, Johnny's at our table. I was like, great. Love it. Love that. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, and Ryan Reynolds was the People's Choice Icon recipient of the awards which was you know a big deal for me i've always been a huge fan of his throughout my life i mean ever since i was like in high school i was a a fan of his or people here and there like saying i resembled him and obviously like you know i think when someone tells you you look like someone who's famous and you find them to be like Iconic. Iconic. You know, you become a fan of them. Maybe it's your own narcissism. I Absolutely. don't know. Right? Don't you? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I oh, feel sure. like everyone's I like, love it. Like favorite celebrity is someone they, some person told you you look like. Mm,
1: probably. Right?
0: Susie,
2: do you get, is there one that you consistently get?
1: Um, well, since coming into this world, Hannah Brown, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But previously, when I used to have dark hair, I would get Mila Kunis.
4: Okay. Yeah. Sometimes Holy. I would get Kira Knightley, Big too. Big Bachelor fan.
0: Kira Knightley. I see more Kira Knightley than Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. I see
2: both. Oh. I see Mila in the forehead. And see, uh, thank you.
0: Forehead. And see, I'm yeah, flattered. It's a good forehead.
1: And I it's love both forehead. of them. Yeah. So it probably
0: is the Allie's best to like, me. like, I wish
1: I had that <laughs> 100%. I was not pointed at the 100%. 100%.
0: <laughs> no, Allie has a wonderful forehead, but she has this, uh, can, we need to put that up. We need to frame that photo. I think
3: in the oh, yeah, here's my photo. <laughs> <laughs> I have to show Susie my forehead,
0: uh, prominently featured. <laughs> in a, in a, yeah, in our new space, we need to.
3: I think uh, honestly, should we like frame it? Like file files yes, Scram. frame bridge, <laughs> yeah. frame bridge. But it's just
1: my. I'll forehead. try to find
0: an equally embarrassing photo of me. There as a won't child, be one. But
1: <laughs> this is just all right. Ready, Susie? I'm ready. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
4: it's Oh, Nick's oh my gosh! Photo.
1: Oh. I actually do love it. <laughs> oh, it's Nick's, like aliens impression. really exist. Shut up. <laughs> there she Wait, is. Wait, I'm actually so You grown into a beautiful woman,
0: Ellie. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much.
1: It's always Best that it gets better as you age. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it like... couldn't
3: get any bigger. So well... <laughs> we had to go in a different direction. It's great
0: looking back now and like it doesn't matter, but well um... my
3: favorite part about this, it's like when I started showing this to people and people would freak out, my mom's perspective is well, yeah, because you redid your hair at school. Like I had your hair perfect oh. and you messed with the barrette. And I was like, no I one's mean, looking at the barrette. No one has happened. an ugly
0: right. baby, you know, no one one like looking at the parents are biased. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's
3: not about the hair, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the face.
0: <laughs> anyway, so I was excited to see Ryan Reynolds and turned out he was sitting right in front of us, like two feet away and uh, which was just kind of cool. So yeah, I sat down and I t- talked to Johnny. I don't know. It was all fine. Like I didn't really, it wasn't like a big deal. There's, there was never a feud. And then we were just kind of, I don't know. We we're, I, I came in in the middle of the show. The show had, not in the middle of the show. The show had just started. And then uh, Johnny had mentioned that, you know, his DMs are kind of crazy right now. And he had a bunch of people. He's, a, he's like, half the people like want me to come on your podcast. <laughs> Other people tell me not to do it. And I said, well, as a friend, I don't think you should come on, (laughs) but I'd love to have you come on. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome anytime. Yeah. I just said, like, you've already done two. You've already done two. And unless you have something new to say. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I just I think it's time for everyone to heal it and move on. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we uh, watched the rest of the show and like Johnny went to the bathroom and then Nally was just like, you got to go ask. Writing for a photo in between commercials, oh, other nice. people were coming up. I didn't want to bother him because I was just like, I'm trying to be his best friend. So like, once I asked to take a photo totally. with him, then
3: you're fan material. I'm yeah. a, I'm a not fan. Friend. I'm like a total yeah.
0: fan, and I was just like, I don't know, like you fan zone. I yourself. haven't become, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't become his best friend yet. So like, maybe I should just get the photo.
2: <laughs> Susie, you should trademark fan zone that, fan zone is Fan zone yeah. is for real. That's a good. Yeah. That's a
0: good. Yeah, I've, I, I wanted to become. I wanted a friend zone and. I fanzoned myself. According to Susie, well done. <laughs> but you got Susie. the photo. I did get the photo. So there you go. He was very gracious. Chris Olson encouraged me. Chris Olson, friend of show. Oh. He went up, asked Ryan for a photo. Ryan was very nice, and then uh, I went up, asked him, and I was very awkward. And I was like, "Do I tell him the whole Ryan Walmart, Ryan Reynolds Walmart version?" Yeah. So. I was just, you know, he stood up and I was like, hey, I'm re- I'm a big fan. I'm sorry for bothering you. And he's like, what's your name? Kind of do, de- he was a very, he was a pro. Love and I, it. And I immediately was like, fuck, I'm such a fan right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but then you also like low-key were like, oh, but he has my name. Yeah, but like, it's like, like, it's Nick. Oh yeah, yeah. He's best friends. Um, <laughs> we are friends now. We are friends.
0: And then I gave him, and I felt real dumb doing it. And I was just like, I, a while back I was a bachelor and people used to call me the Ryan Reynolds, Walmart Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and he laughed and he goes, well, Walmart's are like a reputable brand. Reputable brand. Yeah. And
3: I was like, oh, yeah. What a job. Actually, it is. Yeah. Have yeah, you watched his well special known. about like, the Wrexham soccer team that he bought and like now Not manages? Not yet. I haven't oh. seen it. So, okay, what okay, a gem. Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: So we took a couple selfies, and then Johnny came back I was like, yeah, I just got a I just got a photo with uh, Ryan. He's like, "Oh, I'm so fucking jealous." I'm <laughs> like, "Just go." I'm like, and I, so then I encouraged Johnny to go do the same thing I did in the next commercial break. I'm like, it's I know he's like, "I I felt the same way you did. It's super awkward. Just go." He's super nice. And Johnny's uh f- his camera wasn't working, oh, so no. he used Natalie's phone to take the uh, selfie with Ryan. And then uh And then there was some after party. Yeah, there was an after party. And because I worked the event, I had like a car service waiting for me. So I'm like, Johnny, do you know how you're going to get there? He's like, no. I'm like, well, just ride with us. Nice. So the three Mm -hmm. of us went there and we went back to my trailer. That's when we took.
3: Like a little trio. The selfie. Yeah.
0: And we were having some fun. And uh, then I posted it and um and
1: the world went nope. wild internet exploded <laughs>
0: and johnny's like uh, and then we got in the car and uh, i'm like johnny you gotta comment something good uh, well and then vi- and then nally uh, commented uh, still team, team victoria, victoria. <laughs> <laughs> while, while we were in the car with johnny and then i told johnny he has to comment something good and then he's like uh then he commented i'm still not doing your podcast oh and then wow I, and then i replied chicken shit we're all in the car while this is happening <laughs>
4: oh, I love together it.
0: I really wanted I what I really wanted to comment was uh like this is all fake. You know, just to fuck with people. Yeah because I mean all in all seriousness, like it's just not that serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I understand obviously there was definitely some hurt feelings between Victoria and Johnny, but I I think people forget that like people can still be friends and move on yeah. and, and still like be cool mm-hmm. and I think Johnny from what I can tell seems like a really nice guy you know whatever happened I, he, I'm sure he has his regrets and um, but he seems like an alright guy and we had a really fun night and um, yeah Wells and Sarah were there got to see them yep.
3: showed nice. off their rings on the little slow-mo cam
0: yeah
4: oh, I didn't see stuff. that yeah. it was a uh,
0: it was a lot of fun but uh, yeah I don't think Johnny's going to be Coming on the podcast anytime soon? Maybe mm-hmm. in the future. You know, maybe he'll be back on the beach. Yeah, I don't know. I th- th- thought it was. Uh, I'm glad he was at my my table. I don't. Yeah. I don't.
3: Were there other like who else was at your table?
0: Gabby and Rachel were on okay. the okay. table right next to us. Okay,
3: so they keep you guys all kind of together. Yeah,
0: I think that's usually the case. So like a oh, bachelor people like what's... go here.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like a wedding. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, who does
1: the seating chart? It's yeah. like, like, what very I know. much
0: like a wedding yeah. seating chart for sure. You're like, oh, they put us with people that with we can other. have a conversation with yeah. easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. so was nice. it was uh, it was nice, yeah.
3: Speaking of Gabby and Rachel, have you been seeing the Gabby and Vinny yeah. like, flirtatious, like they've been doing flirty comments back and forth? Yeah. And I, Gabby's not like shutting it down per se, but it could all be in good fun. We, she, we, we she interviewed said, them on the red carpet. I think it's a possibility. She said, I think it's a possibility. We'll have to wait and see. Oh.
0: Usually usually that means it's all fake Fake. Mm -hmm. when it's like the hannah and tyler who did that who else did something like oh rachel and avon Avon kind of did that a little bit who knows could be could be wrong but usually it's like if you if you don't want to shut down a rumor but you don't want to confirm it Mm -hmm. it's because you like the attention it's bringing you, mm. and then that's not a criticism. I'm not criticizing yeah. Gabby at all. It's just you know, yeah. I did the Rachel Bilson, and I did that a while back. Well, like we were just it's friends. Like
3: a full PR thing?
0: No, we were no, we were just friends. We were talking about doing some work together on a podcast, you know? Yeah. And so we were commenting on each other's Instagrams. It was a bit flirtatious back when you know this is a while, long back, but like nothing was going on, right? And we just let it we just let people create the story. We didn't really do anything other than like yeah. have like a couple responses back on uh, uh, on the old Instagram. And and then we're like cryptic and vague when, mm-hmm. when people ask us about it. And of then course. eventually it was just like, oh, we're just good friends. And yeah, I mean, actually I think when I got asked about it, I just said we were good friends, but my guess is there's not much there.
1: Yeah. And I feel like with her not shutting it down, I mean, he's a good looking guy. So who knows? You never know. Like they, They could it could be a thing. It could happen down the road. But I kind of agree. I think that they're probably good friends and they probably have flirty, like fun conversations and a relationship in general. So it's just like, eh, this is kind of like a funny thing. Plus I I I mean, Gabby is so funny that it's like she's she probably gets a kick out of it, like, she in general. She also did an
3: interview, I think it was, it, yeah, it was at the People's Choice with Laverne Cox was interviewing, and she was saying, like, oh, the DMs are open. They're not as full as I'd like them to be. <laughs> like, she's still encouraging people to, yeah. like, reach out and ask her out, and I don't think oh, she'd be yeah. doing that if, if she was were... in a,
4: Totally,
1: yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. Like, Vinny might be a little...
1: Yeah. Pressed about it. Annoyed, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Know? Sends her the clip. Yeah. Excuse like, babe, me. I
3: thought, yeah. I By the thought way. uh... Shut your
1: DMs. That's
2: interesting to think about, though, like when the optimal amount of fame slash attention is for DMs, because I'm sure you reach a point where people like assume there's too like oversaturation of the market. They're like, oh, everybody's DMing this person. We're like, it's kind of like it goes off of like that approachable hot concept. But for DMs where it's like someone who's just famous enough that you're like. Mm. But maybe they're not getting a ton, and like maybe I'm like, a little bit ahead of the ball on this one, yeah. But with Gabby, I'm sure it's like bachelorette, everybody just like assumes, mm-hmm. and because everyone's assuming, assume what that that
3: she her DMs are like full,
0: but yeah. they
3: don't send the message. I see,
0: yeah. I don't know if were your DMs ever just mm. spilling over.
1: No, yeah. um,
0: I don't think our DMs are all that full. I'll do,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, don't worry, Susie, yeah, please do. One do. Right now. <laughs>
1: Hey, yo. Especially after the breakup, I was like, wow, it's real dry in here. Okay. <laughs> like No shoulder to cry on? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, I see you guys are being very patient. <laughs> yeah. Respectful. Letting very you respectful. Process. Oh, I appreciate
0: letting it, it. Letting you mourn. Yeah.
2: Guten Morgen. Ich habe Durst. Ich trinke Wasser. Good morning. Something about water. Babbel has your back. It makes sure you learn languages right, cement those good habits whether you want to learn a language to connect with a family member or a partner, whether you're just going on a vacation and you want to be able to have some fun banter with the locals, Babbel has you covered and I can just say it's really good for your brain to learn a new language. I've been doing it all pandemic with my grandpa. You guys don't have my grandpa, so use Babbel.
0: And if you are traveling and I feel like all the Americans are going to Europe lately and if you are and if you're not going to London, Learn a new language, learn a little bit, learn like how to check into a hotel, ask where like a restaurant is, say hello, say goodbye. Even just saying hello and greeting people in their native language goes a long way when you're traveling overseas, I have learned. Even with the French, the French are lovely people. If you just say, bonjour. Bebo was created by over 150 language experts. Other language apps use AI, this is more uh, on a personal level, again, with uh, language experts. They have 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German to choose from. It's a very easy app. They have even live classes. that have Babbel Live that you can join and sign up. Uh, they have even podcasts, just other interactive things. But uh, what I love about it is like, you can narrow it down to what your specific needs, especially if you're traveling and very key phrases. Just 10 minutes a day to complete a lesson. Uh, so you can start with real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. So if this is maybe on your bucket list for 2023, also uh, it could make a great gift for someone in, uh, in your life. So think of Babbel. Babbel, right now you get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash V-I-A-L-L, that is babbel.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life.
3: We love Everly Well because it makes at-home testing or even just getting like supplements and vitamins delivered to your home super, super easy. Maybe you want to see if you have food sensitivity to anything. Maybe you want to take a women's health test. Maybe you want to take an STD test. They come with simple instructions. It's super easy to do. You do your little panel or swab or however you need to test based on what you uh, are getting tested for. Uh, They even pack a Band-Aid. That was very nice. I'm like, they really they thought of every step. Yeah. And
2: one thing about me is I'm not gonna print a shipping label. That is a huge hurdle for me to climb. And Everly Well knows that. They send literally every single thing you need to simply send it in. You drop it off, easy peas. Also,
0: if you maybe haven't been feeling your best self, like maybe you're just lethargic lately, a food sensitivity test to find out like what foods you might be sensitive to. There's a lot of foods that we eat that we're like sensitive to that we don't realize, and just because we don't have like some sort of outbreak. So, to speak, like if you're you know, allergic to peanuts, obviously you would find out. But like we can be sensitive to foods and not respond well to them, but we could still digest them. And they can go a long way to feeling like your best self by just simply taking one of Everly Well's tests, and that is their food sensitivity test. They also have women's health or men's health. Uh, they have vitamins and supplements. The gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday season. For listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a discount of 20% off. An at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's everlywell.com slash V-I-A-L-L. For 20% off your next at-home lab test, that's E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Were you ready to get right back out there?
1: No, I definitely wasn't. And actually, I think it was like the appropriate amount of time that people did kind of wait to slide in. But I think that was something that Clayton and I like we were very open about it all, but we were like we talked about it and he was like, I just know people are gonna like slide in immediately. And I was like, they really didn't. They did eventually. Some some did, but you know.
0: Any, any, any some any notable slides?
1: I mean, not that I'm gonna say, but um, I mean, some lovely people for sure. But I've definitely been like very cautious about all of it pretty much. Also, like nobody's in my area, I'm in Virginia still, so I think once I'm out here, like I don't want anyone to tempt me to stay in Virginia is mm. how I feel, you know, I don't want to like meet somebody and be like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't like not that I would at this point, like I'm coming out here, but yeah
0: have did you have a any dates while you've been out here?
1: No, um, not a date. I haven't been on a date yet. no dates, yeah,
0: what have you been on
1: uh, you know. I've been on mm. I've been on um. uh. <laughs> I don't know what you would I like mean I hang just, I've like spent time with people. Mm-hmm. You know one on one or in a group? Mostly mostly group. Like pretty much entire actually entirely group. I've I've not spent one on one time with somebody. But I've spent At any it. point
0: did you wake up having to wear the same clothes you went to bed with? Yes.
1: I, I did, but actually not what you would think. <laughs> yeah. I but, did that on Saturday and yeah, I was sleeping by myself. <laughs> I was like, hold on. I actually, um, Elise from several seasons back saved me from sure. a weird situation. And so we oh, actually what? went to her hotel room, put on robes, and ordered food. So then I did have to put my dress back on okay. from the night before. But yeah, not what you would think, I guess. But she w- she really like swooped in and saved the day for me. What not happened? gonna lie. Oh, my gosh. I'm sweating already. Um, I just like agreed to stay out, but like didn't really have plans. Uh, But then I realized I didn't actually want to like end up staying out with, you know. I was like, Mm -hmm. can I uh, crash at yours? (laughs) But yeah, I went back with um, Elise and we got in robes and had food and we did drink a little bit more, too. Love it. Yeah, girl time. Girl talk. It was All fun. All nights and yeah. a
4: nightcap. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. It was a good time.
3: <laughs> Last question for you. Would Nick and Natalie have a filmed wedding? I don't see oh. that in our cards, said Nick. I'm always fascinated by the content world and the opportunities out there. So you never know, but I don't think that's something we're prioritizing or even talking about. Did to be you honest, say, I'm always fascinated by the
2: content world. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't know what to I went to—I got dragged
0: to a. Well, no, I—I I went to a Revolve event with with Natalie. Lovely event. Lovely. Well,
3: everyone was there. It seemed like. Were they? It's I don't like, know. We got yeah. there late.
0: Yeah, there was a. There was like someone from e, I think they they were from E and they asked me if I wanted to do an interview. Mm-hmm. I was like, I guess it was
3: an exclusive. I got Ooh. flagged. It said exclusive. exclusive. That's why yeah. I clicked on it.
0: <laughs> and it was like, uh, what are you doing for the holidays? And blah blah blah. And then she like out of nowhere, lovely woman.
2: What's her name? Just kidding.
0: <laughs> and she yeah, she like out of nowhere. She's like, do you think you and Natalie would ever have a filmed wedding? I hate questions like that because I was like, mm-hmm. no. And then I think I said, I don't. No one would ask. Did, is that in there? Because I definitely said that. I'll pull it
1: up. <laughs> they cut that Let part. me find the exclusive.
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone would ask. But, you know. And then while I was uh, interviewing, I was like, I mean, if someone wanted to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure. Well, we have a literal expert on wedding. <laughs> I, I like, don't saying. know if anyone would. <laughs> I could
3: send you a link
2: to my is
0: website. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't know. Nick exclusively told E! News. I don't know if anyone would ask to do it. <laughs> yeah. But as they long as people... I love her. There, that's all I
1: really care about.
0: Yeah, what's wrong with that?
3: I just I love reading articles about you. Why? I don't know. It's funny. Yeah.
1: It's ironic.
3: <laughs> I like hearing quotes when I like can hear it in your own voice, and it's just really yeah. funny.
0: Is it like? Does it seem as dumb to you as it does to me?
3: It's just kind of a random question because you're not even engaged.
0: I know. I think it was a slow night.
3: When, yeah. What was? <laughs> I, I guess, like, so is the idea,
2: because I feel like a lot of people do, like, want a lot of footage from their wedding, and, like, not only having photographers, but, like,
3: videographers mm. is a big thing yeah. now. Oh, yeah. So, in terms of, like, what level of. That's different d- than having it, like, live stream for the Americas. Right. it would be live? I thought it was not like live, a special. But, like, yeah. Wait, wait. That it's, would be if, First of
0: all, this is. It's not. Ha- it's not. <laughs> would it be live? It's not happening.
3: <laughs> 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 Can I live stream <laughs> your wedding? Like, it's whatever yeah, you, you want to be on in this fantasy. Yeah. yeah. YouTube live, <laughs> and, YouTube and it's just live. your wedding. Yeah. Live finally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when was the last Bachelor wedding? They was it Carly and Evans?
3: Yeah, because JoJo and Jordan didn't film. Yeah, well, I if mean they did. We haven't seen it.
0: But like, I'm talking about like Bachelor. Yeah.
3: I watched Sean and Catherine's.
0: Yeah, I that was like a I. big like moment. Oh. I did too. That was oh, like, wow. like like that. I remember uh, watching it, and that was way before my Bachelor days.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think the last one. I don't. This is terrible that I don't know who it was, but it was the one that was on Paradise, right? Like a couple years ago.
0: Carly and Evan. Is that who it
1: was? That was, the last, that was the last last one. I think that was the last filmed yeah. one. Because we didn't see
3: anything from Ashley and Jared. Trying to
1: think
0: Again, that wasn't married. a bachelor.
3: I know. I'm just trying to think of other couples that got married. It probably was.
0: Like, that's what they I mean by filmed. I mean, all yeah. weddings have some sort of
3: Yeah. Right. Footage. Susie yeah. there. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: all weddings have a Susie. <laughs> <laughs> they should be so lucky. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 But I think, uh, I think Carly and Evans was the last. Mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah. I don't think they're really doing those anymore.
3: I feel like people would watch. People keep keep watching The Bachelor.
0: I don't know. I think, it, yeah, I don't know.
3: I have a question. As someone who's probably witnessed
2: like a disproportionate number mm-hmm. of weddings. Yeah. I'm sure they're inherently special because it is such a like celebratory day for the people involved. But is there anything that you've noticed that has like really wowed you despite having mm-hmm. witnessed like so many of these events? Like anything that truly like kind of knocked your socks off? As far as like event-wise at a wedding? like
1: Yeah, or- event-wise or just like... In general, I would say, I mean, honestly, like my favorite thing is when you just have a couple and you're like, oh my gosh, like I've never had a couple where I'm like, oh, this wasn't going to work. But you know, when you have a couple and you're like, wow, this is like what people strive for. I just think, and I know like your wedding day is supposed to be like the happiest day. So of course, like you're enjoying it or whatever, but like it can truly be very like stressful for everybody. Mm -hmm. And if, the bride and the groom, like if you see them just kind of like lean on each other through it, it's like, yeah, I think that's like very admirable. And I, I think that's those have been the times that have been like, OK, like this exists, like this is out there for me. I just have to like find that, you know, yeah. so I would say that's been like the thing that really wows me is when you meet those couples and you're like, oh, like I aspire to have this.
0: If you are trying to find that unique gift for that quirky friend or loved one in your life, think of Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list.
3: And it makes people feel so seen, too, because you can kind of scroll through the site. But things like, oh, an outdoor table that holds wine glasses with stems and, like, you can put your snacks on it for someone's patio. Things like that where if you have a friend that you go and drink wine with in the summertime, like... It makes people think that you really went out of your way to find something that's so specific and unique to them, but also stuff that they'll use. For example, a
2: beard trimming sink cleaner. <gasps> you know that this is a product you need if a you live with someone tre- who how, shaves. How does that work? It's just, it's a, a perfect. It's a like brush cleaner device. Let me
0: see. Let me see. It's just a oh,
2: just like a brush made specially for getting those trimmings out of the sink because.
0: Those guys stick. Give everyone, get your guy, the beard trimming sink cleaner. Every woman who this listen to that who has a male partner living and sharing a bathroom with, you need to get, get, get them this gift. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts. You could find just anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give a one dollar back to a nonprofit of your choice. They've donated more than two and a half million dollars. Today. Wow. That's, that's a great. Lot of Very cool. Money. Yeah, good for them. To get fifteen percent off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash V I A L L. That is UncommonGoods.com slash V I A L L for fifteen percent off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Wondery. Even the rich. Whitney Houston. Ooh, that's that's gonna be That's intriguing. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've uh, heard us talk about Wondery's Even the Rich before, and this time they got Whitney Houston on the lineup. That is going to be an episode you are not going to want to miss. I mean, what a beautiful and brilliant woman with a very tragic story. Truly. Even the Rich is a podcast from Wondery that tells you the jaw-dropping stories from the tumultuous lives of the world's elite, from the greatest family dynasties to pop culture superstars. The newest season explores how Whitney Houston seemingly had it all. She really did. You know, she crushed it on the bodyguard. Uh, She was stunning in her voice, angelic, described as one-in-a-generation talent. Despite this, she felt trapped between worlds. She meant something different to every person, every fan. As the pressure mounted, drugs became her only respite. Even the rich chronicles Whitney's rise to pop prominence and her infamous fall from grace, revealing the lesser-known stories behind Whitney's demise. Follow Even the Rich wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.
3: Last thing of Bachelor Tea, Peter and Kelly give their first kind of interview back together. We know that they've reunited. Um, Pete... Peter said that we're keeping it a little bit more private this time because we didn't have the luxury the first time. Um, and Kelly said that she's happy. We get along. We connect. I think coming off the show, you have to go through a lot of stuff that puts a lot more pressure on you. And this time around, it's a lot more relaxed. So it's easier. Does this like prove that breaking up and getting back together is effective or is that just a Bachelor thing where I don't know? People people
0: get back together all the <laughs> time. I just feel time, like we advise
3: people to like – sure.
0: There's exceptions to every yeah. rule.
3: Yeah. Okay. It's
2: definitely stigmatized. I feel like to get to back yeah. together with an ex. Right. Yeah. I, at I at mean, I definitely we stigmatize say it. For things sure. really have to change <laughs> for it to be
3: worth it.
1: Yeah, so. we've stig- stigmatized it here for sure. Yeah, right? we definitely. <laughs> like, I think it's a terrible is,
0: idea. Yeah. That said, I do think uh, Peter and Kelly fit for me. Not that hmm. they what, do. What
3: about them fits for you? I don't know.
0: They just seem like they. I know nothing about their relationship and how they get along or how they fight or how they uh, console each other or communicate, but they they okay. seem like a good fit nice. from, from where I, I sit, I suppose. No, yeah, they're doing I am well. again, I, I'm I, I wanna I still wanna know because their breakup was a bit ugly
4: hmm.
0: publicly. And I, I wanna know how they reconciled that
3: I wanna know before they got back together. What changed after Kelly said that she didn't look up to him and like he like she was no, saying that, the men in her life she likes to look up to. She wants a partner yeah. to push yeah. herself and Peter didn't do that. So yeah. what's changed?
0: Yeah, no, the, these are great questions. Right. I would wanna Please come on the podcast. But they but they do they they are they're a handsome couple. They yeah. are. You know.
1: And I mean, I don't know Peter or Kelly, but I will say having gone through such a unique experience coming from the bachelor world, you grow a lot. So it's very possible that all of that attributed to a lot of growth for both of them and so maybe in that at that time she was like yeah he's not somebody i look up to he doesn't have um the experience or the knowledge or whatever it is that she was looking for but maybe he does now like i i literally do not know them but i mean you can say something and it can be true but it can also change Mm -hmm. and so maybe she does admire him it
0: seems like they're she's attributing the stresses of the show to their breakup
3: yeah oh really because she said, "I think coming off the show, you have to go through a lot of stuff that puts a lot of more pressure on you. And this time around, it's a lot more relaxed, so it's easier."
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe there was like outside pressure that we don't know about for mm-hmm. for it to look a certain way, and maybe he like acted on it, and that's not really admirable, yeah. you know.
3: Definitely. So, but we don't know. The but best. they do look yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long as they're happy. Yeah. We're happy. Yeah. Great. Cheers.
0: And Tia's pregnant.
3: No, Tia gave birth. Oh. Tia had a boy. Great, Baby boy. What's the name? Well, she posted, so she posted actually, which I thought was kind of cute because it was just audio of like the room and like people talking and there was no like photos of him or a video of him and it was just the audio, which I thought was kind of a nice thing. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want a camera in my face right after I give birth. Mm -hmm. But Tatum Booth Mock, born on December 6th at 613 in the morning. Best day of our lives. Tatum. Tatum.
2: I can't wait for
3: this generation of
2: kids to be. It wasn't Tia making out with Colton,
0: was it? <laughs> that wasn't her best day ever, life. I guess not. No.
2: <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like, Grandpa Tatum, that rocks. Grandpa, Grandpa Tatum, that's Grandpa, so yeah, cute. That's a good vibe. You know, like I cannot wait for this generation of na- like, yeah, Ashlyn, Grandma Ashlyn, that's awesome.
0: No one <laughs> will care. In Kaltrow's fact, I think it's going to be Apple? opposite. They'll we'll make fun of it like we make fun of the word like Dorothy, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, oh, is Barb coming out? (laughs) (laughs) No, but there's going to be a renaissance, I
2: bet. I mean, it will be like Walter will be in. For sure. Maybe Walt.
0: Walter's not a bad name.
1: That's my grandfather's name. I like Walt. But what do you do when Walt's like 18 months old? Oh, I know. Well, my name is Susan. Can you imagine a Mm. Susan baby? (laughs) Susan. She She came out with glasses on. (laughs) (laughs) And And
2: a a ninety charging (laughs) late fees at the library. Literally.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh. But wow. you grow into it. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't grown into Susan yet. But
0: do you think he will ever like just go? No, I feel
3: like he will be Grandma Susie.
1: Yeah, or Grandma Sue maybe. Yeah,
2: I don't know.
1: So Grandma Sue. Grandma
2: Sue. Susie feels really like you found a nickname that is
1: like <laughs> yeah. perfect for yeah. like the it, vibe and it's energy on brand. It's like yeah. a little quirky, but also just like I don't know, not 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 too basic, but also kind of like old school.
0: I don't know. It's like yeah. a weird.
1: It's like it's weird. It makes sense when you meet me. I think. Mm-hmm, I hope. Totally.
0: What's new with you, Susie?
1: I feel like a lot is new. I'm moving to L.A. in a month. I started a blog. Um, my video business is like mostly travel slash, de- slash destination. And What's
0: your blog about?
1: It's lifestyle. There's a little bit of like fashion. Um, relationship stuff seems to do really well. And I enjoy the relationship stuff. It's you know, fun. We
3: read a quote from it the other week for oh, Bachelor T. Oh,
1: oh I did. was on the Bachelor T?
3: Yes. I missed that what? one. What was it? I can pull it up. Let's find my files.
0: <laughs> you seem to be really into kind of relation relationship kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. In a way, like, I feel like a lot of your bachelor peers aren't, you know? Oh, like, okay. you seem, like, as, as reflective as anyone on your own choices in relations and dating. Is that accurate, I feel like? I mean, just a little bit I've gotten to know you seem pretty, yeah. like, into... You know, f- uh, reading up on that and following or talking about it, and just little things I've seen about, again, like dating and relationships and and your choices, yeah, uh, and how those play a role and 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 your willingness to talk about that,
1: yeah, i think I think that's pretty accurate. I think I want to know and understand more. Like I always found even just like psychology interesting because I'm like, I want to understand why I make these decisions or why these decisions make me feel this way. Like, I want to understand what's happening. And I I think that helps you, like, be a better person, be a better partner. So I feel like I am always, and I have always, even before coming on to The Bachelor, like, just enjoyed researching and understanding, like, why we do things or why we feel things. Mm -hmm. And then, like, understanding that you have choices. It's not just like, oh, I feel this way, so this is how it is. Like, you have a choice in everything that you do. And if you understand how those choices make you feel, it allows you to, like, move forward in a better way.
0: Yeah. What's something from your past re- last relationship specifically that that relationship h- helped you grow? And then what's something from that relationship that you don't mind saying goodbye to?
4: Mm,
1: I think Clayton and I both grew a, like we had to develop a lot of patience with each other because we were very different people.
0: Where were some of your differences?
1: Mm, I think we had very different expectations of a relationship. And that's like probably the thing that I'm happy to like, close the chapter. It's like, I think that my expectations in a partner were different than what his expectations were to like be a partner and vice versa. Like, I think I can laugh about it now. We actually recently spoke and we had a great, funny conversation and it was all good. So I feel like I can laugh through a lot of the pain now, where I might have been like a little bit more reserved to share. But like, we did have a conversation once where it was like, my expectations were <laughs> too high. And I was like, no, my expectations are what they are. Like my standards are what they are. You can rise to meet them or I'll find somebody that will, you know, like.
0: This was a conversation you and him yes, had like, back in the day. Back
1: in the day. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. had
0: an expectation. He was like, seems a little high.
1: Yeah. And what
0: was that expectation?
1: Well, I think it was like in general, like my expectations, like my standards in a relationship or something like that. Like that was, I like brought something to him and it was like, oh, I think your standards are a little too high. Like you're expecting a little too much. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that I am going to lower my expectations and my standards. I'm going to communicate my needs and you could come along if you want to. (laughs) And like, I laugh, I'm laughing through it because I realized at the time when I said it, I probably, it probably did sound sassy because I remember saying like, you can rise to meet my standards or I'll find somebody who wants to. <laughs> and I know it probably sounded in the moment, I was like, it probably sounded sassy because it was a heated conversation.
0: Well, it's that maybe that second part that yeah, was probably exactly the, the, the threat at the end.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> low key, I'm, it might have been a little threatening. Clayton, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a little bit toxic of me. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, it's, I think we love talking about this stuff because how we communicate with our partners is not easy, Mm -hmm. especially in the heat of the moment. And it is very nuanced. And yeah, I think, especially here on the show, we talk about community expectations all the time. So Mm -hmm. like, hey, I want this. I need you to do this. This is what I expect. This is what I want. You know, I guess it's implied that you know, hey, I'm not going to lower my expectations. But you probably could have done without the, <laughs> or I'll find someone else. I will uh, say that was
1: like, a, like you know, uh, a few times we had had that conversation about me having like two highest standards. And I was like, well, they're my standards, you know, like I'm just communicating. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, I'm communicating. But my,
3: also, I'm giving it's you ingrained
1: in us to do that. Like, it's like our yeah. mothers uh, this, uh, are the uh, ones
3: uh, saying like, uh, keep your standard uh, high. You yeah. Swimming? I don't know. I feel like that's a common thing, like women to women, like friends to friends, are always like, "Don't lower your standards. Don't mm-hmm. look the bars sure. on the floor. The bars in hell. Like right. it's like could people say the bars <laughs> in hell. My old roommate did. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> the bar's my in hell. <laughs> my former roommate was so funny. She's like, the bar is in hell. Like it's that's so so low.
0: funny. Well, yeah. I I have yeah. said maybe I'm not your guy. You know. Yeah. Oh, so, and- or some version of that. Yes. where It's just like. Where, you know, I don't know if I was communicating the expectation Mm -hmm. or they were, but I remember being like, I'm not like, I'm not going to meet that expectation because I don't agree with that expectation. I don't, I don't know what it was, but I know I have said a few different relationships. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not your guy, you know, like.
1: I think that's totally fair. And I think I probably, and that's how I, I meant it. And I do mean it. It's like, I think that everyone can have standards. And I think his expectation of me as well, it's like. He probably wanted something different. And I think we're both happier now. Like, ultimately, we're both in a better place that now that we're separate. And so I think we just wanted different things. And I think ultimately, it's okay to just, like, not be that person's person. Like you said, like, I might not be your guy. Same thing. Like, I might not be your girl if you want me to be chill with whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I I might not be the girl for you. And you might not be the guy for me.
0: And it happens a lot in relationships, too, where sometimes I think... I think couples are figuring that out, like their compatibility, what they're, it's like when we meet someone uh, and we have the chemistry and whatever we date and then after a while you actually start, I think realistically having these conversations with yourself about, you know, every relationship has, requires sacrifice Mm -hmm. and then you start having your conversation with yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice for this relationship, for this person, you know, what behaviors if any am I willing to change, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, you reach to a point where it's just like, I'm, yeah. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that kind of thing. You know yeah. that you know that classic meatloaf song where you're just like, I don't know, like no, yeah, like I'm not
2: respectfully declined, and, respectfully declined,
0: and because I think sometimes in relationships, like we always, I think a lot of if, if for someone who puts in a lot of effort. You know, you're just like, especially if your partner's complaining about you, about something you are or aren't doing. Mm -hmm. I think it's normal for us to be like, but I do this and I always do this and I want credit for that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think sometimes that's fair. And maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to like hear our partner express ourselves. And it's just kind of a balance there between having that conversation. I
2: agree. I'm curious for you when you talk about your expectations, like. Did it come down to something like a process that you wanted to look differently, whether that was like emotional, like the way you were responding to one another, or was it more like introducing behaviors and practices that weren't existing already in the relationship?
1: I think it was like a little bit of both because I think like introducing behaviors and yeah, I think like that's something where like I was trying to communicate, like a, that was something where I would feel like I was trying to communicate something. But a lot of times the conversation would be like okay but I just think you're expecting too much like that was something where I was like but I'm just I'm literally just trying to communicate my needs and if you think that my needs are too much like I feel like that's a conversation that happens at a separate time than when I'm not trying to say hey I need I need this
0: are we talking like love languages kind Um, of stuff
1: yeah like love languages and also I I mean I'm trying to understand like
0: I don't want to like put Clayton on the spot here I'm just trying to understand like what are these what are some of these Things that could be relatable for people, where you know you had an expectation that mm-hmm. he didn't feel like he could meet, mm-hmm. and and is it something that men maybe in this particular example yeah. need to elevate what they're willing to do, or yeah. is or is it are we talking about I, I just a uh, hey we're just I I don't you want this I don't want that yeah. there's no right or wrong you know
1: I think some of it was like a big thing that I felt I really needed was like thoughtfulness. That was something I was like, I just, I really want to be considered and I want, and I know that takes effort. And if it doesn't come like natural to somebody, then like, it's something you can work on, but it can be a frustrating process to work on as you're going through it. So I think like that was one thing where I was like, I just want to be like a little bit more considered or thought about and that was something I was able to communicate, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it can be a frustrating process to like work with somebody on that. If it's not like a natural,
0: how much do you think habit? Clayton struggled with trying to make, make his bachelor experience worthwhile or mean something? I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't talked to him in a while, but you know, when he was going through it and I I can appreciate th- this, like you know, when you get asked to be the bachelor. There's all these expect, you know. There's yeah. th- there's this incredible opportunity. There's these expectations, and I think people kind of over glamorize what it can be. Yeah. And then, but you're thinking, okay, well, worst case scenario, I'll get some followers. I'll make some money. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'll get this access. And with Clayton, he just, you know, he didn't get really the followers a lot of other people got. He really he got a he got a tough beat, and I can empathize with. Being in Clayton's shoes, I can only imagine trying to. I gotta, I gotta do something with this, otherwise this was all for nothing. And granted, yeah. he had you mm-hmm. in the relationship, and yeah. certainly, it's like, hey, well, at least I got Susie, and that's great. But do you feel like he also struggled with trying to, uh, the pressure he maybe even put on himself to like do something with this, and not feel like he uh, regretted saying yeah. yes to being the bachelor.
1: I think at first he really struggled with that. And it was very painful. Like the whole experience was a painful one, certainly for him. And there was a point in our relationship where he said, If I didn't have you, none of this would be worth it. Like I, he was very careful to choose his words because I think there was a point when he did regret it because it was very painful. It's really hard to go through. But he was like, I don't ever want you to think, which I appreciate that he would say that, but he's like, I don't ever want you to think that I would like take it back because you've come into my life. And, but that also is a lot of pressure to be like, okay, so if we aren't together,
3: then it's not worth it. Then it's
1: not worth it. And you regret this major decision that's changed your life indefinitely. But now, I think now where he's at, he does not feel that way anymore. We're not together. And honestly, he is so much happier. We recently caught up and like he is doing really well. I think he's kind of like found his purpose. He gets to have great conversations he's talking about mental health learning about mental health and even just like being open to having those conversations even if you're not like entirely educated or well-versed like he's having those conversations and he's seeing the difference that even just being open to it can can make so I think I don't think he regrets it And I think he's found his like purpose through it so that's good yeah
3: you recently did an interview and you were talking about or Like the fact that when you ended things, you were open Mm -hmm. to either staying in touch or not having communication. Mm -hmm. He was the one to say, no, I don't feel like we should communicate. Have you had relationships in the past where you stay in contact with your exes or not? And like, why did that affect your decision of keeping it open with him? Yeah.
1: So I would say I'm pretty disciplined to my decision. So like I can make the decision like we are not like I know we're not compatible and I can stay friendly with you. I can stay in communication with you. And I am not going to be tempted to like rekindle that. And I've like had a relationship where I was able to do that. And we don't keep in touch or like call each other up. But like over the course of like the next year, we were able to like support each other through some hard stuff that happened in our lives individually. And I really feel like it was unconditional love with us, like as like on a human level, uh, me and this other ex. But we and and honestly that ex there the door would have been left open. It's not anymore. he's in a very happy relationship. We don't communicate or anything, but we weren't in a place in our lives where we were able to like be together, so I think I wouldn't like recommend staying in touch to other people, and that's why I was like open to closing the door with Clayton because I'm like, if you are gonna be just miserable being friends with me or. Do you cool with me do you,
0: how much do you feel like your willingness to even suggest it with Clayton had to do with the fact that in the breakup you probably had a little bit more power in that moment or like yeah I got the impression that you were the one who initiated the breakup am I wrong I um, mean maybe no. it was mutual it, but... I
1: think it started out as mutual for sure like we both it was like a conversation we had to start like okay. mutually we were like what's gonna happen here because it was like getting rough at the end there. I was like, okay, like, we're both unhappy. And so it was a conversation we had. It wasn't like a big fight. Like it actually was a conversation. And Clayton was honestly open-minded to the breakup at first. Like, I, I think that we both recognized like we were not in a healthy place. Um, and then we stayed together we were like moving out of an apartment and we stayed together after we'd broken up like for like a week in that apartment as we like packed our things and like got out of there. And I think he was like, do we really want to do this? Like it kind of was like that, oh shit, like we're actually doing this. And we had a couple more discussions about it and, and how public we wanted to make it off the bat. It's like, okay, do we like hard launch a breakup or do we like soft launch it and then see how things go as we like put distance and And then, yeah, ultimately I was like, no, I think we got to like, this has got to end. So I don't know. I I mean, maybe, I guess you could say maybe, I don't know that I would say I had more power. Like it was a, it was a conversation and. And,
0: and I just got the impression that mm -hmm. you were, like you said, you finally said you knew it had to end and Mm -hmm. he was more like, I recognize it should end.
1: But do we want it to? But do we want to? And in
0: that moment.
1: I think you have the power, like power can
0: change again, like drastically, rapidly. I don't mean like, I don't think it's like, it's not like one person's always in power in a relationship, but in that that moment, it seemed like you were more confident in the decision, regardless Mm -hmm. of the disappointment and heartbreak that came with it. And he, Seemed a little bit more unsure, and yeah. when we have un- when we feel uncertainty, we it's we feel powerless, and yeah, and I think it's and so and and I think sometimes we can sense that, then we feel a little guilt if we feel like we have power that maybe we don't even want in that situation, and that's when we say things like, "Well, maybe we can still be friends yeah. and hang out" because yeah. we're trying to like soften the blow, soften
1: the blow. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that being a part of it, I guess to an extent, but yeah. I don't know. Also, I think that I cared so much about him that I was like, if you need me, like I'm here for you. Sure. You know, like I, I genuinely on a human level, I care about you. And if you need me, I will be yeah, here. I say
0: that about like my exes that I have nothing to do with. Now. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like if like, they called me yeah. up and was like, I have I no knew. one else to ask. Yeah. I'd like to think I would step up. I mean, again, there's yes. some variables to consider. Is it appropriate? Of you know, course. these you know, but all things being equal, if like I was like the lone person to help them, I'd be like, Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> guess it's weird, but I'm here for you. Weird, <laughs> but
1: I'm here for you. Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's yeah. fair. Susie, when I was uh chatting with Clayton back when he was going through the season, I remember and it's before I knew you guys were together. Mm-hmm. I kind of suspected, but he wasn't telling me spoilers and but yeah and also but simultaneously trying to ask my advice. my advice. Yeah. And I remember there was a point where he was very panicked that the show had this big conspiracy of making you the bachelorette. Oh yeah. And he was asking me a lot of questions around that and if like if I thought there was a chance that even though you two were together at that time, Mm -hmm. if, if they were going to try to break you guys up so they can make you the bachelorette, do you remember that or, or what was that experience like? And how did you guys deal with that?
1: Oh yeah, that was actually pretty tough. I think that he's, I mean, I think he's still convinced that that's like, that was the plan was for me not to be with him and that I would be the bachelorette. Like, I think that's still like, lives true
0: i mean i i thought you should have been the bachelorette i thought you had a very compelling storyline nice. i mean this is nothing against gabby or rachel yeah. but i thought yeah i would have uh it seemed like it would have been my choice at the time leading up obviously the finale of course of course was such a big finale yeah. that like there, you know <laughs> It made sense why they had two bachelorettes, but leading up to that crazy finale, it was to me like so obvious that like it's got, it should, it's got to be Susie. I don't
1: know. I mean, I think it could have gone to so many different people for That's sure. True. It really could have. It depends like, how, you know, how it- For us nice you to say. No, I really think so. Like it depends Who? how anyone, anyone, like, uh, well, maybe not anyone, but like a lot I mean, of people- I mean, yes, they couldn't
0: make anyone, no. but knowing, I just know they weren't going to make
1: Well, I think anyone- I think there, yeah, I think that there certainly could have been. Also, like, we didn't see everything. So, like, maybe my story was told in a way that people thought I could, like, or I would or I could. But maybe if they, had, if it had been edited differently, like, maybe you guys would have felt different, too. Because, like, sure, I met, I, you know, I met a lot of the girls and, like, I would say a, a strong handful of them would be like great candidates for sure. But also, I don't know that it's like that much of a blessing.
3: <laughs> a we can make it. I was intense. like, let's make a YouTube channel or a Patreon. Yeah. I will follow Susie around L.A. with a camera. <laughs> Honor your dates. That's I'll so make fun. our own version.
1: I no, if I could produce my own. Yeah, I think it'd be so fun if I had like executive control. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be great. That'd be so fun. Susie does dating. Susie does dating. (laughs) LA edition. So did you
0: ever have conversations with anyone about you being the bachelorette Um, ever?
1: So anytime that it was like brought up, I just pretended like I didn't know what people were talking about. Anybody.
0: I'm talking about, did anyone who worked for the show bring it up to you?
1: If anybody ever did, I would have just pretended like I didn't know what they were talking about. Because nobody, nobody ever came to me. Well, nobody... I don't think anybody ever came to me and was like, "You should be the Bachelorette."
0: No, but I I'm wondering if someone working for the show ever floated the idea of, or maybe checked in to see how happy you were. Oh yeah, in your relationship with right. with Clayton, in yeah, case yeah, yeah. maybe there was a you know a potential Bachelorette spot available.
1: I mean, obviously, you travel with producers. Like when you're traveling, people definitely checked in with like. I remember having a conversation of like, how do you feel about Clayton? And I was like, oh, he's great. Like, from everything that I can see, wonderful. But they're like, no, but how do you really feel? This was like towards hometowns. And I was like, no, I really actually like him. But I also felt like I had no clue who he was. Like, I remember when I said the, like, I'm falling for you. It was like, I'm, and I said this. So I'm, this is
0: while filming still?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, you're. I was like traveling with producers and people were checking in on those things. But like, anytime there was anything ever ever even like hinted or like talked about i i would just pretend like i don't know what anyone's talking about always pretty much
0: but what after after After, you left the show and you two were together
1: oh no i mean i no i was like i didn't talk to like anybody really because i felt like i just totally got bamboozled at the end i was like what the hell just happened and like i wasn't like i wasn't like text i texted one producer i said hey i would love to like have a very honest conversation with you like love your input and then I actually didn't follow up with that producer because I was like I don't know who I trust. I don't know if I trust them. Clayton, like all I know is yeah. like my I know myself and like I'm just going to ease my way through this. I felt like I didn't trust anybody at that point. Like I just felt like the way everything happened, I was just very much like it just it just was very confusing and I just wanted to protect myself. So no, 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 no. After the show, nobody ever came to me and was like, Oh, this could be yours. No. And I, but I wouldn't have been open to that either. You know, like I was just, Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So what's, uh, in the dating space, what's next for you? What are characteristics that you haven't been getting, uh, in your past relationships that, uh, having not received them that you're specifically eyeing on, uh, as you look to embark on dating in the future?
1: Okay, specifically, I think I really 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 want somebody who is just like highly considerate, very thoughtful, good like great communication as far as like making their needs and expectations, making me aware of them and then being open to me making those things aware for them as well. And I think obviously a lot of it comes down to like natural compatibility about what you're looking for like how much time you want to spend together, how, you know, how quickly things progress. If it feels natural for both of you, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think a lot of those things kind of come naturally. And if they're not there, then I, you know, I would, I wouldn't move forward in that. But yeah, I think just somebody that's like just highly consider, I think that's something that I really want. Somebody who's going to consider my needs, my expectations, and, and just think about me and think about how they can like, can you give me like a life.
0: scenario? Because I mean, I agree with you how yeah. they consider it, but that's I feel like that's kind of like broad, super broad. Yeah. Can you give me like an example of a situation where mm-hmm. maybe in the past, this is how it was handled and in the future, and, and, but your expectation was I would have liked them to handle it this way?
1: Yeah, I think. Well, sometimes I think it can be as like simple as like, oh, I'm stopping to get food I mean to pick you something up. Like it sounds silly, but like sometimes people don't do that, and and really? it's like
0: so. Like you've had boyfriends like go get like Chipotle, come home, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, and you're like, "What's for dinner?" And they're like, well, "I'm eating Chipotle."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's happened for sure. Oh, interesting. But like, I think
0: wow,
1: <laughs> or Chick Fil A or anything or anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it be, just be, I don't know yeah. what the order is. <laughs> it could be anything. But there's
0: never like a. Uh, Wait, no, can I want? grab you anything? Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Like, I, I know— I do that with them. I Yeah, I know. True. That's the thing is, like, I just—and I know it sounds silly, but sometimes, like, those things— Yeah, I just want somebody who's, like, considerate and thoughtful. Like, I think that's just so huge. And I'm not, like, a big gifts person by any means. So it's not like, oh, I need gifts or anything. But just like, oh, I thought of you. So, like, I, I wanted to get you this. Or I, I wanted to surprise you with this— uh, date or whatever. I know you love the beach, so I planned a de- a beach mm-hmm. day. like those little things where it's like I know I know who you are and I want to do something that's gonna make you happy as a person. It could be anything it could it doesn't it's n- certainly not gifts.'m that's like my last love I language. Feel like, it's like-
3: acts of service but like you can have an act of service be getting you something or picking you up yeah yeah yeah
0: well no i mean
3: it's not like here's an expensive jewelry well (laughs) no i
0: I think we're still talking gifts there because a gift doesn't have to be expensive it can Mm -hmm. be thoughtful i actually
2: stigmatize gift giving love language i feel like we always view it as materialistic as because acts of of service
0: is more acts of service could be spending a
2: date. Be, I know that your car needs the oil change oh, oh, and or, you're yeah. putting it and yeah. or, or waking and it's up early to like, yeah. you know,
0: uh, make your partner coffee because they have to get up early right. to work or, <laughs> Nick, I mean, I do that. Nick
3: is literally
0: like, what do I do on a good day He's night? like naming uh, the things that
3: He's he he like, all this good quality. <laughs> At 8 a.m. <laughs>
0: all right, what's well, something I don't do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But it could be just something you do to make their life easier yes, and yeah. you go out of their way to help them. What, that whatever means, that is.
1: Yes. That actually means so much to me when people. Yeah. Maybe that's a great way to put it into words. And I'm I'm probably struggling to find a way to put it into words. But yeah. Considering what could make this person's life better, easier, more joyous and finding a way to like bring that to my life. Like that would be something because I feel like I do that. I like I think about that person and I'm like, what? what would make them so happy? What would, how would, how can I improve their day, their life, whatever it is. And I also think that I'm looking for somebody who like really wants to see me succeed. Like somebody who's like, what can I do to help you get there? How can I emotionally support you? Or even as things happen, just being that person that's like yeah. 100% team Susie, like.
0: You don't, f- you don't feel like you've had uh, cheerleaders.
1: Yes. No. And I think that I think that I am so naturally like, I will like break my back trying to like help somebody like find their way, make their life better. Like I will do anything for my person, and I don't. I really don't feel like I've ever had that like in any relationship. To be honest, it's tough
0: to find. It is, Mm -hmm. and I I totally relate to that. I feel like it's something I've often felt like I didn't have, Mm -hmm. and then when I found it, it's it's really quite nice and I always try to do that as well
1: right reciprocate it yeah
0: yeah like-
2: Yeah. Because I think it feels so like if I'm feeling like it's unequal and like I do take pride in like being able to be like thoughtful or like nurturing or caring for someone. But then when it's not reciprocated, it feels so Mm -hmm. like there's almost I sometimes feel desperate or like there's this level of like it's so cheapened and like.
1: Right. And it's not that I'm like ever giving or providing with the expectation of like I'm going to give you this so you give it to me mm -hmm. in return. But if I'm constantly giving, 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 and it's not, it's not that it's a return. it's just like if that person isn't equally giving or caring or thinking through that, those actions, it's like there is a, a disbalance. So yeah. like,
0: what did you think those past partners' expectations were for you as their girlfriend? Or, you know like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What do they if I were to ask your exes? Yeah. Well, what do you think your role as a boyfriend or their role as a girlfriend should be? What do you think it would be? Mm, I think, like the where, like where is the disconnect in terms of is it just a matter of compatibility or they maybe need to do some like learning of how to be a better boyfriend because I do think that's happening now in dating in relationships we're expecting less of ourselves and more from the people we're dating but no one's properly I don't know coaching these people up and yeah. and I, with young men I, I'm not seeing. I think we're expecting, I don't know, our younger generation to mature slower. Yeah. And we're expecting less of them and we're putting less responsibility on them earlier in life and I think that's just you know, uh I think so when you have these like you know young men starting to date, you're almost like what what
4: mm-hmm.
0: it, it feels very immature or childlike and I'm just wondering if there's things that we should be putting out there to set new expectations or a, mm-hmm. what, like we we hear bare minimum all the time, but what, what yeah. should, what, what should, should that them, be? What's yeah. that look like?
1: That's a great question. I think, I think that I've, I've had like, I've had four boyfriends. One was like the super romantic, but like very toxic, like liar manipulator, first boyfriend right in college. And I just, you know, fell real fast and
3: what a way to start out! Yeah,
1: really, really, really great for me. Uh, a lot of character building, and and then I went right from that to like this really nice guy, and I thought like the main priority was like being a good person, but then there was like not really like the chemistry and the other things that are important in a relationship, and and he wasn't ambitious at all, like at all. Was not? No, ambitious not ambitious
0: at all. At all video games?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe he did. Actually, he actually loved video games. And then I, I actually dated a really great guy. It's the guy that I mentioned earlier. He was really, really great. But I think his expectations for me were different. Again, it came down to like ambition. Like I think I've always been so ambitious. And I think it can be hard to, not hard to support, but like I really feel like this guy's the limit for myself. Like I'm like, I, I have so much I want to do and achieve. And I know that that's, it can be like intimidating or scary. And I think at that time in that relationship, like that person, I didn't feel like they wanted me to succeed. And not that they didn't want me to succeed, but I think they were afraid of what would come with that. And that was like what I think ultimately like ended that relationship because I, I was feeling distracted from my goals and my ambitions. And doesn't mean he wasn't like a wonderful person. And like so many other aspects of our relationship, he was. But like I stepped away because I was like, this is, it's not serving me as far as like, you're not my, you're not my cheerleader. Again, I I didn't feel like he was like wanting me to like, just thrive and, and whatever that took, if that meant moving away from Virginia. And then, yeah, I think like with Clayton, for sure, I think there's an element to it where it's like this, yeah, you're my, my standards are, it's like, I I just want somebody who is going to like through and through be there for me, want to root me on, want to like see me have the ultimate success and I must like be see a part the same of it.
0: vision yeah, for and, you that you have for yourself.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of people and maybe it's because I am a little bit selfish still. And maybe it's like, oh, I still want. And I, and I think everyone should be selfish in their career. Sure.
0: But you have both in you, a relationship. You
1: can, yeah. And you should just yeah. have to talk
0: about it. You just yeah. have to.
1: And you both have to have your own thing, too. You know, you both have to be like this is my goal. This is my passion. This is my goal. This is my passion. And like even Clayton, I have had that conversation where he was like, I was so lost. I didn't know what I was doing. It was like damage control the whole time we were together. And you like, I think when you start a relationship, it's great to be in a place with yourself and with your career. It doesn't have to be that way. But if you just know your passion and your like what your pursuit is in life, like then you can naturally be in a relationship where you're not like stressed about what am I doing over here though and like I feel like we put a lot of emphasis and like focus of our emotional focus on that aspect for him
0: yeah I think that's something young men are sh- struggle with a lot too I mean I know society is evolving and changing in terms of expectations but I, th- I think men probably feel it more if when they don't know what they want to do with themselves like professionally mm-hmm. or they feel a bit lost in terms of like what they should do next I think it's really hard for them to be good partners yeah. I do I, or certainly the best possible partner they can be because I think mm-hmm. they're there's a lot of uh, insecurities that come with like I don't know what I want to do and ambition and I know we always there's conversations about like I know like a lot of Uh, successful women uh, feel like they have a hard time dating because it like emasculates men. Yes. And I, you know, and I'm sure that plays a role, but I think it also, I think there's an element of less about it's like emasculating men or just like even men when they're hanging out with their buddies. If, if, if yet one guy who's just like, I don't really know what I want to do in and out. I mean, I remember in my early twenties, you know, I was talking to my, my buddy yesterday who's in commercial real estate. Um, and it just reminded me like I, I was always, I always had a job and I was always a hard worker. But like, you know, first I was an accounting major and I did a couple different accounting jobs that I fucking hated. And I left that and got into, you know, and so in my mid early 20s, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Is this the rest of my life? It was a very right. kind of scary feeling. And then, you know, and then the whole bachelor stuff happened. I took a lot of risks. And, and when you're going through those kind of phases in your life, mm-hmm. when you, it's like, I've always, enjoyed and welcomed competition so I I've embraced it but it's you know it's easy to compare yourself to your friends and peers who are having great success and so in a romantic relationship I don't know if it's as much as about like gender or it's like oh she's a woman and she makes more money than me I'm sure that definitely plays a role I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys who let that get to them but I also think there's just an element of like It just bothers them in general, whoever it is. And if you're the romantic partner, you're obviously seeing them the most or they see your success most often, you know, and I think that can if you're if you're not matched uh, kind of like where you see yourself or your confidence in what you want to do and your stability and other aspects of your life, I think that really puts a lot of stress on any relationship.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that that probably plays true. And also like coming onto the bachelor, like I had a business. I had kind of like a my thing, you know, like a career. I, a career, yeah. And and Clayton definitely had a career, but it wasn't he wasn't passionate about it. Like where I, I studied film in college. Like I've always wanted to do something in it. And so I was finally doing what I loved. And
0: you had a goal, right? Almost. Uh, like yeah. you had the career the photography. Yeah. But that career, it sounded I'm getting the impression like You had so much more to achieve in that career, like this goal and that passion. Yes, where a lot of people, like in Clayton's shoes, or even myself when I was a younger Mm -hmm. man, when you're like, when you're in med device sales, that's like that's a job. Yeah, you know. And if you go and be the bachelor, you're thinking, I want to align my passions with like a job and like use this platform that's gifted to me in something I love to do. Like that's the dream. And you had that with like, oh, I. Weddings, uh, cinematography, Mm -hmm. there's some, you know, Bachelor, there's a fit here. I can really work with this. I can dive into this passion that I have. Yeah. It's
1: certainly, it's certainly helped and it certainly has been great for my career. And I think that's a part of what is exciting when you do come off the show and, and like, yeah, if you've come off the show and like Clayton and I, you find love what an exciting time to be like, oh, I'm going to pursue something. I'm going to make something of this. And we have each other. Like, that is truly so exciting, so wonderful. But I think a lot of our time, because his experience was probably not what he anticipated, um, it was, like, damage control, even emotional damage control. It was, like, we need to address, you know, all the pain and the hurt and and figure out how you want to move forward, you know?
2: I'm curious if you have insight, because I think in talking about, like, careers and rela- relationships, mm-hmm. something that I personally find to be, like, really confusing and challenging is understanding when it becomes the right time to start factoring someone into your decisions. Because on one hand, it's like dating at 25, there's very much a, well, like, what are the odds this is my person? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so it would feel really foolish or I think there's like such a narrative of like not letting a man or a partner like stifle your goals and ambitions. But then there's also a like, but ultimately when I have a family, like I want it to be a family I've made sacrifices for that I take into account in all my decisions that are like where there's a partner who I, go to bat for, just like I expect them to go to bat for me. And that involves making sacrifices sometimes. So like when you're at that stage where it's like you can't necessarily tell like what the right level of sacrifice to make is or when you start like welcoming someone into that like kind of decision room, like how have you navigated that?
1: So I moved to Japan at 22 when I was dating the really nice guy that wasn't ambitious. And I didn't think twice about it. I was like 100 percent I'm going. I have a contract in Tokyo, Japan for a year. Absolutely, I'm going because at that point I knew, like in my mind, I was like, "This guy is." Anytime we do a trip or anything, it's on me. Like he he didn't have the fun. and we were young, so like 22. I know I get it, but I was like, I was out hustling. Like I was a production assistant, I was a waitress, I was working Craigslist jobs. Like I was hustling. I was like, I want to do something. I want to make something. And he was working like 20 hours a week. And was like, I don't think it's healthy to work more than 20 hours a week. And I was like, oh huh? I would, yeah. He's like, I would. Yeah, I know. College was he? We were 22. So we had just graduated. He was a college boyfriend. Is
0: that the norm these days with like
2: people? In the book, The Defining Decade, like the psychologist who wrote it talks a lot about being underemployed in your 20s and how Mm. sometimes being underemployed is almost more damaging than being unemployed because there's this like kind of facade of like, oh, well, I do have a job versus like unemployment. There's so much of a stigma with it that it's like this needs to change. This needs to change versus underemployed. You can kind of coast a little bit more and like convince yourself it's okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm I think just it's,
0: like the mentality that twenty hours a week is healthy
1: right and versus well I think 50 if or you're, sixty
0: if you like are a grinder I mean I don't know if that's sustainable I know forty is the but yeah oof, man
1: I know and I think that if you can if you can live a lifestyle where working twenty hours a week and then the rest of your life is to enjoy, like, that is freaking amazing. Like, would that would, that would be a dream because, but then I would think of it as like, oh, 20 hours of work. Then I can use the rest of this time to do what I'm passionate about. You know what I mean? Like there's, if you could, if you could make that balance, that would be sick. But when I'm taking this guy on trips with me or, you know, paying for all of our dates and stuff like that, I was like, well, okay. uh, Maybe it's not healthy for you, but if you want to like continue this lifestyle, like you're going to have to Do a little more work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I moved, he was like, well, I'll come out once I can save enough money and we'll get a place together. But I was like, well, I have a place to live. So I'm not going to like move from that place. And and I was in a, a home with like other people and stuff like that. And I mean, I just was like, my, I put the ball in his court because I was like, he is not going to do it. I knew it. I was like, there's no way he can afford to come out to Tokyo. And I'm, I'm happy to continue this relationship. And we tried, but I just knew I was like, this is never going to work. Cause I'm going to be there for 14 months. You don't, you don't want to ha- work more than 20 hours a week. And I'm not going to like sacrifice my housing situation and drop everything when you come, when you finally come out to to live. But I feel like I just, I guess at that point, I wasn't taking the relationship that seriously because if I were, then I would have been all about it. And I would have been like, yeah, when he comes out, we'll find a place together, whatever. But I knew I couldn't like trust in him to make that happen. But I think now if I found somebody and I had like a really cool opportunity, like I worked at Disney in Japan. So it was a cool opportunity. It wasn't like a a major career move, but it was a great life move. Like I learned a lot. I grew a lot. And I'm so glad I did it, but I don't know that I would pick up and leave. If I met, like, the man of my dreams tomorrow, maybe not tomorrow. And we, like, went on a few dates, and I was like, this could be my person. Like, I probably wouldn't pick up and move to an entirely new country, like, start over, start fresh. But I'm just looking for more stability in my life in general right now. So it might yeah, just be a- I,
0: I get the sense that your new person, whenever you meet them, is going to be established.
1: Yeah, that would be and, cool. And
0: capable of... uh <laughs> Yeah, of, capable of still prioritizing what they want, but yeah. prioritizing you and and being your cheerleader. And, and I'm sure it sounds like you will always do that in your relationship, mm-hmm. but it sounds like your person will be, when it comes to like, what do you do and what do you want to do? Those will be easy answers for them to answer. And I feel like that's, and, and, that, and I think your person will also be, will match your work ethic.
1: Yeah, I think work ethic is a huge part of it. I don't care like what what you make, whatever. But like if you're working day in, day out and you're passionate, like that to me is so attractive. And, and I think that people like that ultimately have success. Like I believe that. I'm like, if you put in the work and you're passionate, like you're going to figure out where you're aligned and things will fall into place. I, I really do think that. So it's, yeah, it's more about work ethic and ambition, yeah. passion.
0: Well, because, you know, going back to thinking about Just imagine how emotionally taxing it is to be in your 20s these days, regardless, you know, say if you're a young man and not knowing what you're doing or not knowing what you want to do or doing something you don't love. And that's a question people get asked all the time, especially Mm -hmm. in dating. So what do you do? What do you want to do? And and to be on the defensive for that question that's like a – you know, one of those like top five, like dating questions you ask people, like, I think it's, it's tough for people. Like, I don't know, like not to make excuses, but I think if nothing else, I think if you're out there dating, it's something to be mindful of, of like how compatible you are or aren't when it comes to like, just where you are at in life in terms of, you know, how confident you are in what you're doing or what you want to do, you know, it's not so much like, are you at your like destination, but yeah. I think it's more to do with like how and I've been on both sides. I've been the person who's like, I honestly like, I don't know. Everything's just kind of up for grabs these days. And that can be fun and exciting, but it's it that was really hard for me to be in a relationship with that state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people who try uh they've they meet those challenges in those relationships yeah yeah i wonder for like uh, successful working professional women out there who are dating i'm curious if if the ones who like felt like they were dating men who felt emasculated were those men that they were dating like did they have jobs that they liked even if like if for example like let's say they were dating a teacher who loved being a teacher but they just made less like maybe you're a lawyer or a doctor or whatever if 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 that was the case did you still experience that kind of feeling like you're emasculating your man or are these stories more about you're dating a guy who's just generally not fulfilled with what they're doing and and that plays a role because I wonder okay. if it's more the latter.
3: I think it depends on the guy. Like, like if, if, situations.
0: If, it's like, it varies. if they don't
3: have confidence, it wouldn't matter if they yeah. liked what they did or not. Like certain guys can be so hung up on the monetary and like salary mm, and all that. True. Whatever. Like I'm sure yeah. that
0: happens, but I'm I'm all, I'm just wondering if there are scenarios where maybe it's not about just the money. It has more to do with the fact that they just don't know. Like they're dating someone, let's say, who's like this high power lawyer or whatever they're doing in their career they're making good money and they and they yeah. go to work with a purpose and a goal and they like it and they feel like hey i got you know this op- this this promotion i'm working towards like yeah. you know i remember not being in that position and seeing peers of mine who were and being very envious of that you know yeah. that feeling of purpose you know and and i wonder if it has less to do with oh, well, you make X and I make Y. I feel emasculated versus you seem to have it all figured out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I hate what I do or et cetera, et cetera.
1: I think you're onto something with that because even the way you gave that example of like uh, maybe perhaps a teacher who might make a little bit less in their career, but if they are super passionate about what they do and obviously like there's the exception to the rules, people who truly just care about like monetary value. But 100%, I have met some, like, dude teachers that, like, love what they do. And I think there's, I like, I've been attracted to those. I'm thinking of two guys in particular because they loved what they did and they were super passionate. And then they were so interested in me. And I was like, I I don't know. I thought that was, like, very cool. It's funny you gave that example because I immediately thought of two dudes who I was like, oh, they were very, like, passionate about their work. They loved Mm. what they did. And, like, they didn't, there was no, like, weird...
0: Yeah. Uh, weird vibes if you're out if you're out there if you're a woman and you have a very if you've experienced this feeling before i would try to find someone who regardless of what they make less is lo- they're a coach a teacher i don't know whatever they, yeah, they seem yeah. to really like it Passionate. they like what they do and i wonder if they would experience the same thing versus someone who is stuck in a job stuck in a job yeah. and and makes less and i makes feel like less, that yeah. could be A a recipe for disaster.
2: Yeah, because in that situation, like all they kind of have in this, like being stuck in a job, is like money. Like that's the thing. Like that's the only thing that they're getting out of it. That money. Yeah, and then you find someone who's like absolutely trumping that, and they have this like personal fulfillment. I bet that's so.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's the key to life. Like finding something. Yeah, personal fulfillment. That thing that like brings you to life, that you can be joyous about. Like that. I really think that's how you find happiness in life. And if you're happy, then who cares? You know, it's like, okay, I don't make a lot of money. Obviously, we all love money, but like. If
0: yeah, but I wonder the if there's the something day. there. Yeah, I think. Because I think, I, really I think a you're idea. just saying, yeah. just saying, oh, like uh, every guy I've dated yeah. is emasculated. I, again, I'm sure that tracks, but I just be mindful of the people you date and. It's like you know when they, when you go on a date they say how do they talk about their ex? Or you mm-hmm. how do they talk about a past employer? How do they talk about what they do now and what they love or how how their happiness? Like how happy or mm-hmm. satisfied or fulfilled do they feel about other aspects of their lives when yeah. you meet them? Cuz if they're constantly like, "Oh, I don't like this, I don't like that." Well,
2: a question that I've started yeah. asking in my matchmaking calls when I'm screening people is how much does your work inform your identity? Because mm. I think uh, so, like, qu- I think questions like that are also like really get to the meat of like, does someone feel like this is something they like clock in, clock out? Or is this something that like gives the feels connected to them on a deeper level?
1: Ooh, I like that. That is so yes. good. Anybody borrow it? Yeah, <laughs> that's really good.
0: Before we do texting office hours, it's to, uh, I, I want to talk AI and, and Katie Holmes. But also, tomorrow, all about the royals. Uh, we're talking. It's, it's the
3: it's, best day of my life. Allie's going to really thrive
0: as <laughs> I'm going to pop off This, I'm gonna is, very, this, <laughs> this really, is the full moon to really, her
2: werewolf royal. It's really persona. Allie's day. But we're, we'll be breaking oh, yeah. down
0: the Harry and, and Meghan documentary. I'm very, I'm in. I've, I've watched you. it. I'm, We've been waiting. I'm in. I'm very invested. I have lots of thoughts. I have lots of opinions. It really is the best reality TV out there.
3: Huh. Mm. Okay. Hot take. Because it's real.
0: Tara Schuster is with us. Uh, author of By Yourself uh, a fucking By Yourself," the Fucking Lilies. Also former Comedy Central executive. We'll be breaking down the episodes with us. Talking about her book. Uh, but really getting into the meat and potatoes of Harry and Meghan. I'm really... If you have any interest in reality TV or the Royals, Allie is, will be really taking us uh, through it, and then we will be getting-
2: She's a Royal expert.
0: She's, we'll have her bring in her expert, and then Tara and myself and Amanda me. will be giving our <laughs> com- commentary. So that, that is uh, tomorrow on Going Deeper. Did, we, any, did you guys see uh, Katie Holmes at the red carpet? Yeah, we did. Of, oh my God, I the
2: fit. I really, I
0: really thought it, it truly looked like a photo from 2002.
2: It was trippy.
0: Did anyone ask her about the outfit? Oh, do we have a a picture? Yeah. Did you not see this, Susie? Well, I saw it briefly over there a moment ago. So
1: I'm just curious. When people go to red carpets, do they pretty much always have a stylist? What do you mean? Like, does somebody usually style you when you go to a red carpet event for the most part?
0: Well, depends who you go with. Okay. The the stuff like most of our peers do? No. No,
1: like something like this. like.
0: This, yeah. Oh well, Katie Holmes. Yeah. You'd think she would have a stylist. Well,
1: that's why I'm wondering. Like, was this styled by somebody?
0: I mean, what a look!
1: It's the shoes for me.
0: Oh, so anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, Katie Holmes. You'd think she'd have a stylist. I mean, it was like the iHeart.
3: It's Jingle
2: it was Ball. Jingle Ball.
0: Yeah. Jingle Ball
3: at Madison Square Garden.
0: I'm surprised she was at Jingle Ball at Madison. Maybe there's a performing artist. That she was... really
3: just wanted to hear Jack sing Victoria's Secret.
1: You know what? We might we might be totally off on this. Like this might be what's coming back. But, but for, you know, because but you comments, know what
3: I mean, people people have been commenting. Are like, people, no, I refuse to go back. Know, like people, know. yeah, people are up in
1: arms. I'm so sure. So this is like
0: a dress with. Like ripped jeans underneath.
3: I mean, it's technically a top; it's just long.
0: And this look mm-hmm. was popular.
3: It was. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Absolutely. jeans under the skirt look. It was a moment. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like she might be a little bit ahead of her time. Like we might be thinking, oh, this is a throwback, but she might actually be
0: from the She's future.
1: She's in- from the future. <laughs> <laughs> she actually might be from the future. On well, this. I mean,
0: it's twenty years ago and it's popular. Exactly. So like,
1: it's. It's about time it like rolls back around. Yeah, I don't think it goes in like I don't think
2: the fashion goes in a circle. I think it goes in like a rubber band where it like. <laughs> oh. Do you know? What I mean? So instead of going like jumping back to like, let's say the 60s, it's going to go like teens, 10s, 90s, 80s. Oh. Like instead of being like, it's like boop, boop, snake draft.
3: Interesting. Wow.
0: Interesting.
4: Okay. That's
3: All right. my theory. All right. But I heard
2: also- heard it here first. <laughs> I feel like it reminds me a lot of like the Hannah Montana, like Disney Channel yeah. era. D- was there a specific- She, she needs a reminds shirt underneath Dawson that Creek. shirt. Yes. Yeah. A layer. <laughs>
3: yes. You have to like reverse Austin's layer Creek. where you put the cami on top of the t-shirt. Yeah.
2: What?
0: Also Why? Just good on Katie Holmes. I mean, like most people would believe it's a photo from 20 years ago.
3: Yeah. And everyone's saying
2: like skincare, skincare on par, like look at yeah. her go. Yeah. What one like Y2K trend would you either be like most upset if it came back or would you lead the charge on bringing back?
0: Upset hemp necklaces. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs>
1: oh, no. I used remember to those? love those. I oh, so did I. Yeah.
0: I don't want them coming back.
1: I used to do them myself. You're talking about like the ones that were like, yeah, those, like
0: oh, woven. Oh, yeah. 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 The woven like yes. necklaces or bracelets oh, for I was sure. I big into
1: that. With their like ratty bracelet they wear
0: yeah. for ni-
2: 18 months. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, so I don't great. need that coming back. What would I want coming back? Hmm.
2: Can we talk- Chunky waist belts. Oh, interesting. Do you remember? Like, do you remember? when they're used to, like, really bold, brash, patterned No, my belts. sister
3: definitely had, like, a silver metallic belt. Oh, my yeah. God. I used to love to go to my sister's closet. It was, like, a teal purse with a bedazzled peace sign and, yes. like, just, I don't even know, wet seal T-shirts yes. with, like, giant belts.
1: Do you remember the sequins belts? They no. were, like, sequins, and then they would, like, all clamp in the middle. They were huge when I was, like, uh, middle school. Yeah. Bubble skirts?
4: Remember what are bubble, bubble skirts?
3: Yeah. It's oh, like when I would like ha- limited two had a choke hold yes, on
1: me. me like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about
4: yeah, right now. The yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the limited the store, but no. then it was
3: for girls. Limit, limited, limited two, too. it was for not little girls. Limited.
1: It's very different, like, but when it's girls, brand. you mean Not adults. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like and then so then it, the limited
0: yeah. was an adult store. Yeah. Yes. Limited two was for girls.
3: Very different. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. But like yeah. coordinating out. Yeah. I had no, everything. That
1: bubble material that you're talking about, yeah. it actually is making a comeback. There's a girl on TikTok I follow and she she keeps me young and it's coming back. I wish oh. I knew her name because she's great. But she said that that bubble material, it's like. Oh, no. Yeah. Like the small shirts that would stretch, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. I don't. Yeah. That's one I don't want to see. But she said it's coming back.
3: I had the, um when I was really little, like the head, the headbands that were basically like Stre- I don't even know but they had like combs yes, they were stretchy yes. and they had co- with little beads so it would just <sighs> your yes. whole head back do you remember
2: like the feather in the hair trend yes <laughs> we're, like, do you remember this what yet?
4: was feather and a hair
2: you had Where to go to like a salon go I got it like implanted yes, into like, my hair clamped with metal like yeah. a little blue
3: feather in your hair in 7th yeah. grade mm-hmm. and 100%. it had a chokehold I had to go to a salon. the girls of America yeah he purposely placed it so that I could still like go to church and it wouldn't show. But if I like mm-hmm. curled it the other way, it would pop do, out.
0: Question for you, ladies: Do you think uh, fleece vests on men are as disgusting as I do?
3: Fleece vest sounds like something grocery store Joe would wear.
1: Wait, can I get a, a
4: visual of what of that, that looks
0: like? Like, I don't understand fleece why vest. men wear fleeces, and I want to like do a man on the street and asking them and ask them if like do they like why did you wear this? Do you mean
2: with like specifically like that yeah, ultra fuzzy texture?
0: Like really any vest I just don't get the idea Of a vest I think vests Like once Like with a suit Maybe like, that, That's a terrible look It says so much About a guy And I don't think Anything good
1: It's giving like Colorado Like so, seasonal Like yeah. I don't know yeah you, yeah, you better be you rugged Yeah, you better be rugged. You
2: better be like Chris Hemsworth yeah. looking like lumberjack axe <laughs> by your side if you're going to wear a vest. Uh, I yeah. see
0: so many guys wearing this shit.
2: Why? I Just wear understand. a coat. That's like, what I'm saying.
0: Aren't your arms like, why? cold?
1: Right. It's like it's impossible to... Did you think like your, your like sleeves were IP. so cool?
0: It, oh, that yeah. That you wanted to like...
1: It's definitely like a stylistic choice. Like I see what you're saying. Like they're the so function popular. of it. I yeah. don't understand. I've even seen all it, these vests. They're all
0: not in LA as much. But go to the Midwest. Go to the South. Mm. You're just they're all over.
1: If it's functional, I'm okay with it. Like if it's like. Something that you you need like central warmth, but you're Gotta doing exercise, like you said, ax. You know, I don't know, yeah. axing down trees. What? What, do you what think about are they functional? For? To clean I don't know. See, I don't know. I just vest? I'm I uneducated it's... about it, so I don't want to make assumptions on vests. I think the idea is that they help armpits sweat. <laughs>
2: what? Oh, because they don't like go all the way up to your armpits. Well, that would
1: be great for me. I'm a sweater. I'm a Ugh. sweater. I'm a sweater. And it limits sweater. the sweater. colors mm, I can mm, wear. Mm. Maybe we should all be wearing vests right now. Yeah, I don't think that's true.
0: I want to know the function.
1: But ironically, like,
2: sweater vests, which I feel like are much more grandparenty, are so much more in. Like, mm. oh, my God, especially, like, women in sweater vests.
0: Yeah, you could style a sweater vest. I, I was going to
3: ask, how do you feel about sweater vests? Because that's why I jumped to grocery store had, Joe, because I, he likes sweater vests. I had vests.
0: a sweater vest, like, run, like, 10 years ago. I could I could bring it back. But not these fleece jacket ah, vests. there's a difference. Like those, you know, the puffer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What about on girls? I think the the puffer vest is cute on girls. Girls is different. I think it's cute on girls. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Gentlemen, put it away. A little flannel (laughs) underneath, some Mm, boots. So cute. A little beanie.
0: I saw you did your AI little generated cartoon.
3: I did. I gave it a shot we haven't
0: done it yet I feel like it's the new ick of the internet
3: yeah I For saw sure. a tweet that said I don't know who needs to hear this but no one wants to see you as a cartoon and I related a lot
1: yeah I needed to see it though I needed to see my potential yeah yeah, yeah. They, like I mean, you like, and your crush are the two people who wanted to see it you know
0: <laughs> if you're feeling down about yourself <laughs> go ahead and go do and it do it because yes. it will
1: I'm gonna get mine framed we'll give Ooh. you a glow the one with the you know and I, I was like <laughs> I'll put it oh, next to my forehead photo. yeah <laughs> <Wow>, gallery wall <laughs>
0: Should we should we do all all, all of ours privately? Yeah.
3: I don't know if we have... Do you have... Tw- I mean, you probably do. I could Google you and find 20 images. I don't know if I have 20 images of myself to input mm. in there. Yeah.
0: So you would need 20 images to do it.
1: Yeah. I think it's like... It's so all the people who 20. have done it
0: have spent how much time doing don't this? Don't judge us.
1: Do not judge <laughs> us. <laughs> how long did it take you to do? It wasn't that long. long? It was like... I mean, but that was part of the fun. I mean, the the vain side of me was like, let me find twenty pictures that I'm choosing my best yeah. pictures oh, yeah. to upload. Just scrolling through my Instagram, um, yeah, it took me like less than less than ten minutes, and then it takes about an hour to like generate the hmm. the images. But you don't have to do anything. Okay. But it it was like the longest hour of my life, obviously waiting yeah. for them. I was like. <sighs>
3: Wait, this is actually a good idea. I'll do it for all three of us, and then I'll contact our good friends at Framebridge and see if we can put them all up on a wall.
0: <laughs> no. We
3: love Framebridge. I love Framebridge. Until,
0: until it shows up, and I'm like, yeah, frame that shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's he be wants like, an extra one for gonna, his house. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. These guys were looking like superheroes, so I thought I was going to get like some cool superhero images of myself, and then all of a sudden, it's just like tits and ass. Oh, like I it, could use that. I know it'll it'll be it's oh. super fun. Wow, yeah, it's like seeing yourself in a whole new way.
2: I feel like there's not really like for yeah. people with like male bodies, like there's not a cleavage equivalent. They just what about like a your shirtless...
3: different... penis? Oh, why do you have to say penis? The penis. I did not know.
0: Your mom doesn't listen.
3: <laughs> you never know. You're just
0: going to have to get past this and power through oh my and start gosh. talking like an adult.
1: Excuse it me. It's the stutter for me. A penis.
0: It was, yeah, it was Italian. It was like, should I say penis? I know. That's why. It was apprehensive. Started. It
1: was apprehensive. A penis. <laughs> that That's got like, me. Sounds oh, like yeah. a fruit. Yes,
2: a penis. I
3: identify as a penis.
0: Uh, all right. Texting office hours. How's it going?
5: Hey, I'm Emma. I'm 25 years old.
0: How can we help Emma?
5: So my story is surrounding the immense disappointment I felt after uh, an incident after sex last week.
0: Okay. What happened?
5: So I've been seeing this 25-year-old male for about a month. We actually met two months ago at a bar and then two weeks later subsequently matched on Tinder and was talking after that. I met up with him again about a month ago our typical encounters since then have been me inviting him over us chatting over drinks for a couple hours me making dinner and then us having sex but last wednesday was a little different i actually spent almost all day with him he had made plans to take me to lunch um, we came back to mine uh, we went out for drunk drinks after that and then came back made dinner and then we had sex However, unfortunately, at the culmination of this lovemaking, um, the condom slipped, exposing me to all of his good stuff, Uh, and I was not on birth control at the time. I've actually been practicing the natural family planning method for two years pretty successfully, and that has entailed me tracking my ovulation, so that night I was staunchly aware upon the accident that I had ovulated within a really risky period within 12 to 24 hours of my ovulation um, because I'd had a previous positive ovulation test two days prior. Okay. And for those that don't know, plan B is usually not effective in these situations after ovulation. Um, so that evening I was going through it. I was having like physical manis- manifestations of shock, anxiety, couldn't stop shaking because my options then were to either get the emergency IUD placed the next day, or even worse, so waiting to see if I was pregnant two weeks from the date and gotcha. taking it from All there. All right, so
0: I got a couple questions. Uh, one, yes. how how when you say slipped off, what yes. what exactly happened with the condom?
5: So he hadn't told me he came, and then I believe his penis became flaccid, and then it slipped off, and then semen was everywhere.
0: So wait, mm-hmm. he. Climaxed and and kept having sex.
5: Um, I don't think we were like so much having sex at that point. But after he moved away, we realized that the condom wasn't on him.
1: Oh, so you you're not entirely sure when when it came off? Is that maybe correct? Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you were exposed to semen. Yes. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Just trying to figure out how what was, what was he doing? Like, <laughs> like
1: I don't. I don't know Didn't
0: you have that thought of like...
1: Yes. Yes, I did. And you're certain that he was like because totally seemed,
0: unaware? Yeah, well, it sounds like it came off because he was no longer aroused and therefore no Correct. longer fit.
5: I, 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 This is the first time this has happened to me, but I don't believe it's uncommon for this to occur. Mm. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so what is... Oh, and then explain to our audience what you mean by the emergency IUD. Yeah
5: yes so typically the option for failure of contraception is plan b which you want to take as soon as possible and that prevents the release of the egg um, from the ovary into the uterus however in many situations post ovulation and in women over i believe it's 165 pounds the emergency iud is the best next option if not the better option for most situations and essentially, you go and get the IUD placed upon an emergency basis. So you just get it as you would normally. Okay. Interesting.
4: And yeah. what's your question? And you can either
5: oh, you can ahead. either get the copper IUD or uh, you can get the hormonal IUD. Up to five days after unprotected it's,
0: sex. Is one more effective than the other?
5: Um, previously, studies had been only done on the copper IUD, but now I believe there was a blind trial last year in 2021, that showed that they were equally as effective hormonal and copper.
1: And and did you make a decision? I don't know if I missed that. Did you make a decision?
5: Yes. So I then ended up, I woke up promptly at 7am, started calling all the clinics in my area. I have three kind of reproductive clinics and two out of the three would not provide me with the emergency IUD, but one fortunately did. And I ended up getting the IUD that morning.
0: Oh, okay. Is it a invasive procedure is it not is it
5: it's um very unpleasant it's very different for many women um essentially they clamp onto the cervix and then measure your cervix with a rod and then place the iud okay the procedure itself takes less than 10 minutes sounds terrible but you you it's terrible you have to take 800 milligrams of ibuprofen they give you a heating pack Mm -hmm. many women pass out Mm -hmm. it's it's very uncomfortable the only time i've ever passed out wow (laughs)
1: post iud insertion. Also, yeah.
0: Meanwhile, he's playing Mario Kart. Mario
4: Kart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with his yeah, buddies. I yeah, he was
5: making all these calls for two hours, and he was uh, lying in bed on his phone. So.
1: Yeah. Also, I feel like I should yeah. say, like, I'm so sorry you had this experience in general. Like, that can be kind of traumatic and scary. And you're doing natural family planning, so I'm sure mm-hmm. you are, like, you know, you take pride in being able to like have control over your body and understand your body. So that sucks that you felt like you had to make that decision.
0: What's yeah. uh? And so did he express any concern at all because i mean 25 year old me would have been
1: freaking out freaking out yeah. like oh Same. my
0: god I
4: mean,
1: even now yeah like well, now how about me i would be <laughs> um he he did the
5: night of he was but essentially he was saying like we'll figure it out we'll figure it out it'll be fine oh hmm.
3: it's also a ticking time i'm like yeah he's I acting yeah. way too
1: like when yeah <laughs> right it would have been nice
3: for him um, to like. So you were just to clarify, you were making all of these calls to the clinics in front of him. Yeah. So he, he was, knew, I and was he wasn't like it. offering to research <gasps> or help you.
5: Nothing. Nothing.
3: Oh.
0: So what's your question?
5: So I guess to clarify, we have been kind of having this casual relationship. We haven't defined what it is. We don't have uh, at the moment. We we haven't discussed exclusivity. I'm just wondering like what the expectations then are of a partner in situations like these. Am Am I right to be feeling disappointed about his reaction and his actions? Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> totally.
0: Well, I guess I'll give my, what I would expect for myself and men. And then the ladies in the room can give their thoughts as well. I, I feel like, you know, these are tricky situations that um, I'm guessing your 25 year old partner or whatever you want to call him uh maybe not maybe didn't experience maybe there's some immaturity some awkwardness you don't know what to say in a situation where you don't know have much information so i'm guessing that would be the the excuse from from him or other men but the problem is is like he should have been able to recognize your concern and your stress levels and the fact that it was a prayer f- for you and even if he didn't know much about it to just show that he's empathizing with the situation and just offer help even if it's like he knows he can't help kind of mm-hmm. thing you know because you might have been like well there's not much you can do because i know how to like google and i know like maybe he'd like he probably didn't know how to like research the clinics you should go to or what doctors or what healthcare. but just it was this more it sounds like to me just his his whole body language just his his lack of Empathy in the situation mm-hmm. where you wanted you wanted to feel his consideration for the stakes uh, that you were both dealing with, and I feel like that's incredibly fair. And I don't think you have to know what's going on to recognize that your partner is is stressed, and to show that, hey, I'm here for you. You know, what can I do to help? As opposed to like, eh, whatever, it's not a big deal. We'll get through it. Don't stress, don't worry. Like no one makes someone worry more than telling them not to worry. Mm -hmm. That's annoying. So I think you definitely have a right to be frustrated. Any, any any follow-ups or additions? I think it's
3: easy to feel, and again, I just want to reiterate what Susie said because this is such like a scary situation to, and also to f- go through this feeling alone while someone's yeah. sitting near you is even worse than probably doing mm-hmm. it alone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to think, oh, we have a casual relationship or because of that, you know, I don't get to have these expectations. But you could have met this guy last night. You could have had a one-night stand at a bar and this could have happened. And probably a lot of guys, I would hope, A lot of guys would have risen to the occasion, even if they didn't even know your last name. Like, it has really nothing to do with what you've defined and what this situation is. The right guy would have been more proactive, been more helpful. And unfortunately, he just did not rise to the occasion, which sucks. But it just kind of points to you of who he is. And it really Mm -hmm. has nothing. Like, I think he probably would have acted very similarly even if you had defined things or if you were in a relationship. It just sounds like he's not that proactive. He's not doing what you wanted him to do in that moment. He's not meeting
0: you there. Did he offer to take Mm you to the clinic?
5: Yeah, he did. But I
1: I said I'd rather have a female accompany me.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, he he did do that.
1: Yeah. 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 I Uh, I agree with everything y'all said, like, for sure. I think it says a lot about his character, though, that he wasn't, like, more helpful mm -hmm. or more just considerate. Did he follow up afterward? Did he ask you
3: how you were feeling or...
5: Yeah, I sent in a screenshot of the text messages. Oh, I sent or I I texted him, I got the IUD and then I think like 2 hours later he's like, "How are you feeling?" and then
0: Is I he aware of how feeling. uncomfortable it is?
5: Probably not. I don't even think most people know what yeah, I advance for. I so, didn't know. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: listen, it's not your job to coach any guy up. It's just not. That being said, I do it's just like, listen, we we have these conversations a lot on the show right and you know it's the show's mostly li- listened to by women and it's very easy to be like fuck him and blah 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 it's like yeah and listen like it does re- it, it certainly is a reflection of you know character i don't know but certainly maturity and mm-hmm. yeah. i i think that's that's fair to say it's really up to you i mean like i guess my point is this aside if you've been happy with everything else or or you're exploring you know you were ex- interested in exploring other things, I don't think, I think it would be hasty for you to just break things off without an explanation and just say, hey, you know, you got bad character because of how you handled this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think, and we were talking about this earlier, I, th- I don't think men are becoming more mature uh, in their early to mid-20s. I think they're becoming less and less mature. I think we are expecting less and less of our younger generations when it comes to these types of topics, certainly men. And so like, while I don't think it's your job. I think it might be an opportunity for you to just sit down with him and just explain to him how that experience made you feel without trying to make an accusation. It's just like, Hey, I want to talk about what happened. Like that was a lot for me. And first of all, like, and again, not only if you feel this way, but some version of, I, first i really like what we've had this has been enjoyable but that situation bothered me and i'd like to talk to you about it because like i just want to make sure we're on the same page try to like use non-attacking language and in terms of like well don't say like you did something that really bothered me like the situation bothered me and then kind of get into it say like well like listen i've i would have liked for you to do x y or z it would have been nice like it, it just it frustrated me that you weren't doing this and see how he responds because there's a good chance if you do it in a way where you kind of explain the situation the procedure what it's like if he doesn't go oh my god i i'm realizing now how much i dropped the ball in that situation i'm realizing now how much i wasn't there for you and i really hate like When you put it in the context we're hearing it now, I'm wondering if he would have the same criticism of himself mm-hmm. that we have for him. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that he, he might. And I think we, we do have to be willing to at least try to have these conversations with the, our potential partners. And, and one, it's, a, it's good practice to communicate these types of awkward, frustrating situations that are bound to happen in every relationship. Our partners, the only guarantee we have is that they will disappoint us at times. You know, he very much disappointed you here. And all we can do is see how we can communicate those frustrations and then see how they respond. If he gets defensive, if he gets accusatory in any way, if he's just like petty about it or just really disappointing in how he handles it, then I think you can start making more kind of bolder critiques on his character and whether he's like a future, like a, a potential real partner for you would be my two cents.
1: I agree with that completely because I do think, yeah, it could come down to a couple of things. It could come down to like expectations, which is something we talked about earlier. Like maybe his expectations while, you know, having sex with a partner is like, oh, if this happens, like some people just make the assumption that someone is going to like get an abortion or plan or I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know that plan B did not work if you were using... Like natural family planning methods, and you were ovulating. I thought it prevented the sperm from attaching, so that's actually something I learned today. But maybe that was his. Thought Susie process and I were very this. off. Yeah, we was, were
3: talking before, like yeah. we were looking at your notes, and we had we just kept looking at each other yeah. as you were explaining. We we're like, we did not know any of this,
1: so he may have <laughs> yeah. been unaware yeah. of like how serious it was, and then and then also like you're like sacrificing a piece of your body now, like by getting an IUD, like that's
4: mm-hmm.
1: like s- something you didn't want to do. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's smart. Like, he might just be unaware and probably hasn't had this situation before. And obviously, because you are casual, you didn't have, like, a conversation about, like, what were to happen if we accidentally got pregnant. Like, that's something that you don't normally have with a casual partner so yeah i think it's that's good advice to like bring up the conversation give context see gauge his reaction and that will probably be more telling of his character than the fact that he was just chilling on his phone because maybe to him he was like oh there's an easy fix to this because a lot of people feel very differently about that whole topic so maybe his perception and like lens of it all was just very different from yours
2: if he was like mm-hmm. uncomfortable and that's not to justify yeah. this as an acceptable response at all because like I think of so much of what I'm getting from you is kind of like a sense of loneliness yeah. where it was really isolating going through this and you really could have used somebody who was there with you because it's like something that deals with like sex which is like typically very intimate for people and then like your mm-hmm. body Um, and so I imagine it must have just been like so challenging like feeling so isolated and alone and like oh how does this become only something I need to navigate and so not to excuse his behavior at all but I also wonder if part of it was was just this like, I don't know what to do and I don't want to do something wrong so I'm just going to kind of like retreat which again is like not supportive and it's so valid yeah. for you to want a partner who will show up but mm-hmm. I think there's also maybe like the ignorance and like kind of fear that it might have instilled in him.
0: And I guess, they're, and correct me if I'm wrong but I'm guessing because you guys don't have this like established emotional connection you're not like you don't even know if you're boyfriend or girlfriend my guess is in that moment you, you probably didn't say you probably didn't state your expectations as clearly as you might have wanted to in hopes that he, you probably were just observing him and seeing if he would step up, you know, kind of like, well, I'm not going to tell him what to do. I'm going to see what he does. And he didn't do anything. And then you were probably disappointed with that. Right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's that's that's listen, hookup culture. It's messy. There are risks involved, you know, type of thing. And part of the risks are when situations like this happen. There's not a lot of baseline or rapport with these people mm-hmm. to really have the types of honest communication that are required to avoid feeling the way that that you feel now
4: mm-hmm.
0: so you know, are you still interested in this guy?
5: I think so. I haven't seen him since since that Wednesday last week, okay. um but we're supposed to see each other again today, and I was hoping to kind of communicate my feelings and how yeah. how the situation felt for me,
0: yeah, I mean it's always. I've given this example a couple of times the past couple of weeks, but how we communicate, like these, this is the type of one of those situations that like you have the best intentions that could turn into a fight, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing you hope that it won't and you're hoping for the best outcome. So just, you know, obviously you want to express yourself and, and you don't want to tiptoe around it, but just try to more like, hey, can we talk about something? I want to express how I felt and i just like i really you know give him the give him the compliment first I, you know i like you kind of thing but i just i was i was a little frustrated by the other night and i just want to talk through it because and and maybe you're unaware of some things but like i just want to f- i don't want to feel like i can't talk to you about this stuff i mean and if you are having sex with someone you should be able to talk about this stuff like that's, mm-hmm. that's just the bare minimum so mm-hmm. test his maturity level to talk about this type of in- intimacy and whether he can handle it, and I hope, I he really needs to be kind of. My hope it, for him and for you is that as soon as you bring this up, he's immediately like locked in, very engaged, and very like. I, I fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't do that, I wouldn't cut him much slack. I agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you lay
3: it out for him and explain yeah. these things to him, because I agree with Nick, like give him
1: the an time, opportunity. an
3: opportunity to do the right rise thing. to the occasion. I. Take a shot every time I've said that this call, but <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think that after first hearing the story, I was like, "Oh, he's gone, bye." <laughs> yeah.
4: But then, Boy, and bye. And him. I, yeah.
1: And it's good you called in because honestly, when I heard you say, you know, give the context, I was like, honestly, yeah, yeah, like maybe, like as a woman, we have this experience and we know what it feels like to be like, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. am I growing a baby?" Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. terrifying if you're not ready for it, and men don't necessarily have that particular experience. So I do think, good, like. That was solid because it changed my opinion a little bit.
0: Yeah, maybe just lead with kind of like the other night was really emotional for me and I wanted to talk about it. And I hope that you being vulnerable, like I I just think in these situations I have learned either if you just say you're being vulnerable or express an insecurity or just, you know, lead with your vulnerability, it diffuses the chances of a fight. So if you're just like, hey, that experience was really emotional for me, I want to talk about it. He should be focused on the fact that you've just kind of you were vulnerable to talk about your your emotions and he should be receptive to that solid advice nick and go from, <laughs> and go from there yeah it's it's very nuanced too because yeah. you know we want to expect more from our these from guys too
2: but we don't necessarily have the infrastructure of like knowing one another like I feel like it's kind of the paradox of hookup culture is that on one hand it's awesome and it's liberating and it's freeing and there don't necessarily need to be these like strict order of events when it comes to developing closeness or intimacy with people but conversely it means that like you're engaging (laughs) with this like level of intimacy without necessarily having that like emotional connection and like the stakes of when things like you know in the one in a hundred chance where something does go wrong Mm -hmm. you're kind of left uh Without in very uncharted waters for two people. Also,
0: maybe just have the conversation with him if like like, hey man, I get you're wearing a condo, but maybe pull out before you climax <laughs> and like make it clear. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. A condom is not like a it's not a shapeshifter. You know? Right. Like,
2: yeah, it's like it's like a seatbelt. Like you don't drive like a fucking not, maniac just because yes. you're wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. You still don't want to get in an accident. You will oh still God.
3: die. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, I got a condom. Like not condoms break, you know, like
3: <laughs> it's not a parachute. Oh it doesn't just like all encompass. I oh never gosh. trusted
0: a condom in that department.
1: Yeah. Never trust a condom. Never trust never a condom. You so I don't seen, trust a hashtag. Yeah.
0: I've never finished with a condom on if she wasn't on birth control.
1: Smart. Mm.
0: Like, without yeah. r- without yeah. removing myself from the situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, <laughs> That's just nuts. That's smart. a
0: kamikaze. Nuts, like literal a, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this could be an opportunity for you guys to have a mature conversation around sex, around dating. Mm -hmm. you know, checking on what his maturity level is, his willingness to have these types of conversations. And then maybe this could open up the door for further conversations. If you continue to get to know each other and keep having sex around your Mm -hmm. expectations around sex and dating, because it sounds like you weren't having a ton of these conversations. Most people aren't having these conversations and, and it's leading to stuff like this. So, and it, it it sucks feeling like, you know, isolated and alone. And, you know, like those, that's when you really need your partner, a, a partner to really be there for you by your side. And, you know, when we're hooking up without this emotional connection, it's it it can be really awkward and, and a lot of I think bad behaviors and you know, I guess we need to it's like again, it's not your job, but I think people men people are only getting better when someone's yeah. coaching him up or communicating like yeah. paying, it Ma- or paying it forward
3: maybe you're paying it forward one of the first things Nick gave me advice on when I started working for him because I was like so over a guy I was like I'm done he was like you don't owe him anything it's not your responsibility but it could help him moving forward and it could help mm-hmm. the other women he meets down the road mm-hmm. if you illuminate the situation yeah. a bit so
0: it's just like yeah decide for yourself it's not your job but we're trying to like better people out there, and uh, we got to learn. Leave somehow. them better than you
3: found
4: them. Leave them. Be- I yeah. always say that. Yeah. Like I always the woods.
3: Have- <laughs> pick up that trash. So,
5: well, uh, I mean, now I can't get pregnant for eight years, so that's woo! great. <laughs> Wait,
3: what? Wow. I think. Well, you could get it taken out, but
1: that's true. So, yeah, that's true. Should
4: it's just, another, yeah, it's just another. Yes. Yeah.
0: Wait, but explain to the, uh, the like, IUD.
3: IUD is in is for it's a in while. There. It's in there.
1: It's implanted and it stays in, your in for eight
5: years.
0: Eight years. Yeah. And you yes. can't get pregnant.
5: Well uh it's ninety nine percent effective. I correct? do know someone
3: that got pregnant with an IED.
5: There so. is with because it's intrauterine, there is a risk if you were to get pregnant that the pregnancy would develop in the fallopian tube and be an ectopic pregnancy, which has high risk of sure,
4: yeah, yeah. eating
5: operation and but otherwise it's one of the most, if not the most effective mm-hmm. birth control.
0: Options. Interesting. So I, for you, like now you don't have to do the family <laughs> are you just gonna well with it, so you will
5: speak. you should still ovulate it's it very it varies with women but you should still ovulate with an iud in place it kind of just creates the the uterus becomes inhospitable to huh. sperm <laughs> so i will i i'm hoping i still ovulate and go through the the natural hormones but otherwise i might not and, and i'm not experienced
3: in three years it
2: is yeah
5: i'm curious for you, you because that, i
2: think yeah so often like we see like people with uteruses, like not necessarily knowing about their body in this high level way. I'm like I'm learning I've so been, much of this. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning too. so much We're from like, My mom is an OBGYN and I'm still like, wow. and I'm curious for you, like, yeah. cause I think sometimes maybe it feels like a little bit intimidating for people to seek out or it's just like uncomfortable or scary. Like, I'm curious, like what kind of inspired you to like have such a high level understanding of it. And like for other people who are maybe like, wait, I should really learn? like yeah. get on this, like where you might suggest turning for resources.
5: Yeah, I knew from when I became sexually active, I wanted to avoid hormones, but so that really just launched me into researching about other methods of contraception. I'm also in science, healthcare. So the, the means of understanding these things are there for me. Um, other, otherwise, I think I wouldn't be as knowledgeable.
0: All right. I want Very you to like cool. write amazing. a little pamphlet yeah. or something. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, we'd love an update.
5: Thank you so much for your help.
0: Uh, Our pleasure. Good luck. Uh, Thank you for sharing. This is really uh, informative and uh, fun. Sorry you had experienced that, but uh, I'm really curious how this conversation goes and um, if there's hope for him and uh, this relationship.
3: And you have every right to express these things to him despite Mm -hmm. the casualness of this relationship.
5: I agree. Thank you. All
0: right. All right. Let us know. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Final thoughts, Susie. What do you... How do we want to close this out? It's I, always fun chatting with you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I learned a lot today. I feel like there were some reoccurring themes of the day.
0: Yeah. It was like thoughtfulness, thoughtfulness
1: consideration, empathy, introspection. Intra- yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you when, when
0: when she was telling her story, were you imagining how your exes mm-hmm. might have responded in those situations?
1: Yeah, I mean, not necessarily thinking about my exes, but I was thinking like, what would my expectations be, mm. especially from a partner? And I feel like I have had times where I, like I've been scared about something when it comes to my body, or like a, not necessarily that situation, but a similar situation. And it's like I've ha- I've been disappointed by people, and it's like especially if it's like a partner that you see a future with mm-hmm. or want to see a future with. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I probably would be disappointed by that. Their re- his reaction. And yeah, I would my expectations for a future partner would be a little bit like higher. But then it's good to hear your perspective to be like and also as we learned through that story, it's like maybe there was just a lot of like misinformation or assumptions. So yeah, it's good that she's gonna like have the conversation and and give him the opportunity. Yeah, this, to step this conversation
0: up. for her is a big one for for them. Because yeah. I, I feel like she'll really find out, you know. I think, yeah, it's presumptuous, I think, to critique his character from the story we heard. I think we can mm-hmm. critique his maturity level. I think how he responds to this conversation would be a more accurate like how uh, how he handles that. if he's defensive and critical, mm-hmm. then you, know, you suck, but if totally. it, it could easily just be like, my hope for him is he feels real stupid, yeah and and owns up to how much he dropped the ball
1: right, That's and great. just like acknowledges her feelings and is just like wow I didn't even realize mm-hmm. and sometimes like that's you know that's life you just don't you're just unaware so you don't know that you needed to step up you know
0: I think men young men specific specifically and I know I was there are really out of tune with the emotions uh, women can feel from like around their bodies changing around sex and and maybe possibly getting pregnant or having a miscarriage or anything in that department I think men can be very aloof and just unaware and misguided with like their need to be there emotionally for their partners. I don't, I Mm -hmm. just, because I think men so easily disconnect and like don't have that kind of residual emotional Mm -hmm. feelings because in some cases their bodies aren't changing or they don't have to think about it. It's very much out of sight, out of mind. And I think they just need to sometimes be made aware of that.
1: I agree. Even when she told her story. Or we read the story she told it. I'm not sure. She said I was shaking, like I was having like visual imagery of like what this is going to be like. And I have been there. I have like laid in bed at night and had like almost a panic attack thinking about something that was scaring me.
4: Mm-hmm. And with
1: a in this realm in this world of like yeah, your body and the changes. And it's like it is a very frightening feeling. So like as a woman to hear that story, yeah, my knee jerk reaction is like, oh, this guy is yeah. like so unaware, but he is 25 and. Yeah, I'm not not dating 25 year olds. Yeah,
0: you want more more from them, but
1: yeah, but there's awareness. We
0: have to figure out a way to hopefully they're listening. Yeah, hopefully they're
1: listening and they can um, learn something from this. Mm -hmm.
0: Susie, always a pleasure chatting with you. you. Uh, Since you're moving to LA, I hope we can do more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, everyone, don't forget that Tara Schuster is with us tomorrow to talk all things Harry and Meghan. Uh, plus, she's got a new book out. Uh, you're gonna, you're not gonna want to miss Tara. She's an absolute delight. You're gonna love her. I predict that many of you will think that she is an absolute incredible guest that we'll have to have back, just like Susie. Thank uh, you. But <laughs> uh, don't don't be afraid to tune in tomorrow. All things, even if you go watch, go watch Harry and Meghan tonight, and then come yeah. back. It'll it's on work. Netflix. Uh, also, uh, don't text your ex. Happy birthday. Uh, still available. Make sure to check that out. Did you you, you, you read it? I'm, yeah. I'm like
1: halfway through it we're right now. Yeah, it. I actually have notes in my phone in case you ever want to discuss it <laughs> about I mean, my thoughts. Fun not, <laughs> fact. Not like thoughts on the book, thoughts on myself. I oh. learned a lot. I was like, oh. oh.
0: Any, anything you want to plug for the book? I mean, how um, me sell a book.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I, I really related to like waiting for the right person and feeling like a little bit old. Like that was kind of at the beginning of it where you were like, do I want to wait till 40 if it means waiting for the right person? I literally was thinking this like two months ago. And then I read it in your book and I was like, yeah, I mean, ultimately it's worth the wait if it's for the right person. Mm -hmm. I realized you said everybody's pretty much a fuckboy at some point, almost. And not necessarily. That's like, you know.
0: I think if you're participating in hookup culture, you've been someone's fuckboy.
1: And I really fought with that momentarily as I read it. And I was like, I've never been a fuckboy. I've never been a fuckboy. Then I realized I fuckboyed a fuckboy. And then he fuckboyed me. (gasps) Yes. A, a triangle. It's like, like it was, the
3: spider men
2: pointing at
1: each
0: other. Which, yes. I think which is totally possible. Yes.
1: I because I didn't realize I was doing it, but I was like setting boundaries into making it like a situation ship. And I was like, I don't want to date you. Like I'm I i do not trust you. You're bad news, whatever. And then he we were like committed, like like we were setting like safe parameters for safe sex, kind of a thing. But then he was not. And then my feelings got hurt though, because I was like, wow, I actually started to like you, mm. but you're out here doing all that. And, but then I was like but I fuckboyed him to start I really did like I I was like allowing it to be like a situationship even though I was like I'm never gonna date you
2: yeah. but I, I will learned, get attached to you I and screw myself over I will, get, over. Yeah. I will <laughs> get
1: attached to you and then feel bad I will become bad. obsessed yeah <laughs> and then have my feelings hurt when you fuckboy me back yeah. <laughs> so I learned a lot about myself like oh I didn't realize I'm I yeah I'm toxic too I guess we all
0: have it <laughs>
4: yeah
0: we all have our toxic traits Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Susie, we could talk and talk and talk, <laughs> but I got to let you go. Don't forget to send in those questions at Nick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K for all things Ask Nick. We're still looking for that situation ship.
3: Come on. That wants to come down. on together
0: and uh, shit or get off the pot kind of conversation. Oh, Fun. Uh, or a mediation. We're still doing those if, if you want to call in with your partner. Uh, we'll help you break up with someone if you want, or just helping you figure out whether you should stay or go. Really, anything—it's all anonymous, um, so don't worry about that. Send those questions, and tomorrow, get ready. Allie shines as she—it's
3: Allie Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: it's Allie Super
0: Bowl as we talk royal, the royal family, Megan and Harry.
3: If you ever wanted to see me at 4 a.m. watching a royal wedding, I just—I don't you get can why now. Also, I have me rewatching it on YouTube. I don't Go get free. why she's just watching. Just...
0: <laughs> Megan, I, I want to like her.
3: Uh, you don't.
0: We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Bye. Bye.